With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, we back, baby. I know yesterday we went on a little hiatus. Um... There was no Shakes Montana Monday. If you were wondering what happened, um, we got some things we had to, had to handle. We handled them. We back. Here we go. Not your Albert Tuesday. We're going to be here for three long hours, two live. You can listen to or call in 914-205-5796. As well, as you can uh, tweet the show at hashtag shutdown, shutdown sports. Chat again tomorrow. We're gonna have my boy Black Fizzy. We're gonna do some debate Wednesday and then Thursday, thriving Thursdays. My boy LRP. And then don't forget Fridays. We're gonna have East Out Fridays. I know we went on two hiatuses this week, you know, Friday and Monday. We're gonna be back. I'm saying we're gonna be back on East Out Fridays. We're gonna be talking all shit about everything. You already know. So, as as we proceed to give y'all what y'all need today. We're gonna we're gonna cover a lot. NFL, um, we're gonna cover week fourteen, we're gonna cover all the scores, uh, we're gonna I, I would say highlights we can't really see, but I'll give some some verbal highlights of some of the games, uh some of the big plays that went on. We're gonna get into week fifteen, we're gonna get into some playoffs, um, if the playoffs start today type stuff, uh, as well as I'm gonna get into uh maybe just some quarterback discussions, quarterback talk, uh going into the into the future here. Um, so, again, man, like I say every Tuesday, thank y'all for coming. Can't wait to get this thing going. Again, debate Wednesday, driving Thursday, East Out Friday. We back, y'all. And foremost, this intro. Forget about tomorrow. Time for us to start winning is now, 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 now. Hey, they don't like us, we don't like them. Nothing wrong with that, right? right, right, right. At the end of the day, it's the same three things you've had to do in 35 that you got to do now in 2018. I do not see no holes on this squad. you got to run the ball. Barkley off the left side. Here he goes. Look at the speed. Oh, my goodness. Break the tackle. Going to take it to the house. 92 yards. Toying with the defender. Saquon Barkley. You gotta stop the run. You run. Tyreek Hill lines up in the backfield. The ball pops free, and it's recovered by Harrison. A snack for Damon Harrison early. Early. And you gotta pressure the passer. Went hangs in, holds it down. Down he goes. An early sack by Olivier Vernon. 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 Two kinds of players in this league, folks. There are guys that play professional football, and there are professional football players. And the professional football players are the guys we want. I don't want guys that want to win. I want guys that hate to lose. Odell Beckham Jr. down the sideline for the touchdown. 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 
science fans, you are now listening to the hottest show on the planet, The Shakedown. Here to give you everything you need to know on your New York football giants are Black Friday. Black Friday. Welcome to the New York football giants, Saquon Barkley, a.k.a. the Golden Child. <laughs> the do you know who Alec Obesey is? Like, I'm asking you for real. Really? But do you know who he is? J-Rock, J-Rock, J-Rock. You saying we going 16 and 0, huh? 16 and 0, bro. How dare you say anything worse? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Out your mind. You, you know we just judged the Messiah. Obi, the one and only, Shake Montana. Now, if that man was a prospect like a Peyton Manning or a Joe Montana, like I've been saying the whole fucking time, you don't pass up on this talent. Now here is your host, Shakes Montana. Ladies and gentlemen, was clearing my throat there. Sorry about that. Uh, as we get on to this show average Tuesday, we're going to talk about this week 14. Uh, we're going to get into these matchups. We're going to get into these scores like we do every week. We start on Thursday. We don't get a lot into it, but this week we will because there was no Friday show. So we really didn't get to talk too much about this uh, game, uh, a snooze test in the second half um, with a dominating uh, Vikings performance in the first half, or a snooze test in the first half uh, with a with – a, <clears throat> with a, a fun and exciting second half uh, with, uh, let's see here, 23-0 to zero at halftime, Vikings taking the lead into the half, and it just looked like it was going to be a romping. Uh, Vikings just run away with it. Of course, that's not the case. Uh, Steelers scored 21 points in the fourth quarter, making it a game, uh, unable to close it out there uh, with, on the back of Van Roethlisberger throwing 308 yards and three touchdowns, uh, just unable to, to collect, get the win there, losing 36-28 to 28 to the Minnesota Vikings. As, as we move on to Sunday's game, Sunday's slates, we'll start off with the morning ones like we always do. There is um, you know, there's a bunch of uh, – um, there's a bunch of uh, games that went on on Sunday morning that were kind of duds. Uh, not very many close games in the morning window. We got a couple that were uh, within seven, eight points, and the rest were just uh, what we would like to call uh, molly whoppings. Um, the first close game of the morning games was the 24-22 victory of the Cleveland Browns over the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, that game was uh, back and forth, as you may think. Browns taking an early lead there. Uh, 24-6 into the half. Uh, Browns scoreless in the second half, but able to hold off uh, Baltimore Ravens there uh, late with the 24-22 to victory. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars not scoring a point, losing 0-20 to to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, that game much to do about nothing. Don't need to spend much time on that. Jacksonville is Jacksonville. Um, of course, a game where uh, the last time the – Las Vegas Raiders were in Kansas City. They rode the buses around uh, the stadium an extra time. No bus riding today. Um, no bus riding on Sunday. 48-9 to victory for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, they seem to be got it rolling uh, offensively there. 
uh, in the la- or yesterday uh, defensively getting it going in the last few weeks. Uh, as we move on to the next morning game, another Molly Whopping here uh, with the New Orleans Saints uh, beating the New York Jets 32-9. As um, we move on to the next one here, again, there's not much to talk about that. Jets are the Jets and the Saints. Uh, as dismembered they are, they had Alvin Kamara back. Uh, you know, no no starting quarterback, no starting wide receivers, some offensive line still out. Uh, Alvin Kamara goes out 27 rushes, 120 yards, and a touchdown. Alvin Kamara doing his doing his thing uh, as um, – give me one second here. Sorry about that. As we, um, as we proceed to give you all some more of what you all need, which is the NFL scores, <clears throat> a morning game that was close um, because the teams, I think, are rather close in – uh, where they're at, uh, it would be the Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers. Atlanta squeaking out the victory on the road in Carolina, 29-21. to 21. Um, Steady scoring in that game back and forth. Uh, however, Carolina being shut out in the second quarter uh, might have something to do uh, with them taking that L there. And then moving on to the uh, one of the last games in the morning slate, uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Winning 33 to 13 over the Houston Texans. The Texans are just a bad team all around. Um, they just don't have anything going. No coaches. No, um, just nothing. Uh, the team is what it is. Uh, as we move on to the afternoon games here, um, starting off with the lo and behold 111 and one Detroit Lions. Uh, they take a something 38 to 10. It was a close one. Uh, kind of close there, 17-10 going into halftime, a one-score game, and then uh, Denver closing out, shutting out Detroit in the second half, uh, getting a 38-10 victory there uh, as uh, we move forward. Um, sorry, give me one second here. Uh, as we move forward um, with the rest of the action, uh, the San Francisco 49ers um, holding off the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, It was a great game. Uh, San Francisco jumping out to a 17-6 halftime lead. Uh, It was back and forth. Uh, Cincinnati ending up coming back and tying the game up, making it go to overtime. Um, And then, of course, uh, 49ers answering the overtime field goal uh, from Cincinnati uh, with a touchdown winning 26-23. Another game in that late game window, <clears throat> the Los Angeles Chargers um, just putting the molly whopping on the New York Giants, 37 uh, to 21. Uh, New York getting some late game, uh, late game uh, touchdowns there to to make it look a little better. But that was a a, a full on display of a, a playoff caliber ready team taking on one of the most mediocre and probably worst teams in all of the NFL. Don't let that four and nine record fool you. They are possibly one of the worst teams in all the NFL. Uh, the Chargers, again, 37, the New York Giants, 21, uh, as we move forward um, to the next game in that last game of the evening slot. It, it's going to be um, not athletic if you guys heard that. <laughs> uh, as we move on to the last game in the Sunday night afternoon slot, the Buffalo Bills trying their hardest to um, beat the Buccaneers. Uh, Buccaneers having a... 24-3 to lead going into halftime, um, squandering that lead, blowing it, um, and able to uh, – Buccaneers able to overcome blowing a 21-point lead at half to 
overcoming winning overtime, 33-27. to 27. Um, Just uh, the way of the world uh, that we live in, um, Bills uh, is just what they're doing. They're not they 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 are inconsistent, um, but again they have opportunities and and things. Um, look at they end up scoring 17 points in the fourth quarter, causing that to go to overtime, uh, and then one drive there uh, gets the Buccaneers into the end zone 33-27. That's all she wrote. Uh, great game by the defending Super Bowl champions um, uh, as, as it pertains to going down in overtime and getting the victory. But a lot of people scratching their head how you blow a 21 point lead at halftime. Uh, able to muster up nine total points in the third, fourth, and overtime. Uh, but, again, holds off the Buffalo Bills, um, who were able to muster a whole three points in the first half. So um, what's Josh Allen up to? Uh, why can't he get things on the right track there? Seven and six falling and falling and falling. And then, of course, we move on to the Sunday night football matchup that was the NFC North uh, divisional rivals, Chicago traveling to Lamb- Lambeau Field. Um, to face their owner, Aaron Rodgers, 45 uh, to 30. Uh, Packers victorious over the Bears. Uh, I think they wrapped up the NFC North, but I'm not 100% sure on that. 10 and 3, 6 and 0 at home for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, and that's how that goes. Four touchdowns, zero interceptions for the seventh time against one team, Aaron Rodgers versus the Bears. And then, of course, Monday Night Football. Thank you, Los Angeles. Thank you, Los Angeles. Los Angeles Rams, 30 to 29, defeating the Arizona Cardinals. Um, pushing the Green Bay Packers in the first place in the NFC and the NFL. So, um, again, that is your Sunday Week 14, Monday Night Week 14 wrap-up. Um, we will get into some of these games right now as we speak. I'll wait for some of these gentlemen to get here. We'll get into this recap, uh, and then we'll get into the – actually, we will do that right now. Uh, we are going to get into the Week 15 action here uh, as it pertains to uh, who will be – uh, you know, having – give me one second here. Dun, dun, dun. Cool. Um, get into the action upcoming uh, as we look ahead to week 15, uh, where now that the college football um, is over with and done – um, we will be getting some Saturday NFL football. And not only that, we'll be getting some good Saturday NFL football. I say good. Uh, but we'll be seeing some AFC matchups that have huge AFC playoff implications. Um, but we are going to start off with Thursday night like we always do, rolling into week 15. Here we go. Uh, Thursday night matchup, 6.20 p.m. Oh, no, sorry, 8.20 p.m. Eastern. Standard time, Kansas City Chiefs traveling to Los Angeles Chargers. Again, uh, huge AFC and playoff implications as the Los Angeles Chargers are eight and five, the the Kansas City Chiefs are nine and four. Uh, this could have big swings in the AFC West and how those play out. Uh, moving on to Saturday, uh, AFC West opponent at six and seven, the Las Vegas Raiders travel to Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Browns at seven and six. Um, and you will understand why all of these games have playoff implications and why and where uh, as we get into. Uh, that discussion and the playoff discussion coming up here in just a moment. Uh, and then I'll, of course, let in uh, all the callers that have called in. Um, over-exaggeration on all, it's just one, but you know what I mean. Um, as we move on to uh, Saturday night, December 18, 2021, we will have the number one team in the AFC, New England Patriots, traveling all the way to Indianapolis to take on the 7-6 and six Indianapolis Colts. 
not uh, sorry, that's gonna be eight fifteen Eastern Standard Time. We'll roll through these Sunday morning games. They're all at one o'clock. Um, Carolina Panthers traveling to Buffalo. Carolina five and eight. Buffalo seven and six. Buffalo with our ten and a half point favorite. Um, Cardinals traveling to Detroit. Cardinals are thirteen and a half point favorites. The New York Jets traveling to Miami Dolphins. Six and seven Dolphins. Three and ten Jets. Miami eight and a half point favorites. Uh, as we move on to, give me one second here. As we move on to, oh no, we're staying in the morning games here. Uh, Dallas Cowboys traveling to New Jersey. Uh, take on the New York Giants. Ten and a half point favorites for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, another NFC East matchup. Uh, Washington traveling to Philly uh, to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Both six and seven teams. Philadelphia four and a half uh, point favorites. Sorry about that. Dallas Cowboys nine and four. New York Giants four and nine. Moving on to the next one o'clock game. It's going to be the Tennessee Titans at nine and four taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers at six and six. Tennessee one and a half point favorites. A pick'em game in Pittsburgh. That's an interesting one. I think that has a lot to do with Derrick Henry. We'll get into those later. Uh, Texans Jaguars. No one's caring. Um, 405 games. We're getting to these afternoons. You got two 405s and two 425 start times. Uh, the first set of the 405s, Cincinnati traveling to Denver, both seven and six teams uh, in the AFC. Denver, one and a half point favorites. The Atlanta Falcons traveling cross country for an afternoon game at 405 against the San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco, seven and six. Atlanta, six and seven. Nine point favorites for those boys out in the Bay. Uh, as we move on to the 425 start time games, there's two here. Seattle Seahawks at 5-8 and eight, taking on the 9-4. and four. Los Angeles Rams going off that huge Monday night victory against their division rival, the Cardinals. Rams, four-and-a-half point favorites at home against the Seahawks. And then, of course, the last game of Sunday's afternoon games, the Green Bay Packers taking on the Baltimore Ravens. Green Bay 10-3, and three, Baltimore Ravens 8-5. and five. Green Bay four-and-a-half point favorites on the road in Baltimore. And looks like Lamar Jackson will get the start in that game. <clears throat> I'm sorry, you like to mute on those, but whatever. Uh, Sunday night football matchup is going to be New Orleans Saints six and seven against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at ten and three. Defending Super Bowl champs are favored eleven points. Monday night football sees a matchup of two NFC North uh, division rivals. The six and seven Vikings travel to Chicago to take on the four and nine Bears, coming off that Sunday night defeat to Green Bay. Minnesota three-and-a-half-point favorites. That is the wrap-up for Week 15 matchups. As we get into um, a, the rest of the playoff picture, I want to bring in my gentleman, uh, LRP, and I believe either chosen one, LRP, joining us first here. Uh, anything from the past week uh, you would like to discuss, talk about, um, I don't know if you heard any of the scores I showed, shared from Week 14, but I'm sure you know them all. Um, anything you'd like to talk about from the past week that just happened, just ending last night with the Cardinals losing to the Los Angeles Rams? Are you with us? No, righty. Uh, I, I think I may have the wrong person. But we're going to talk to Edie Chosen while I figure out the other thing. Um, Edie Chosen, my friend, sir, I'm sure you are with us. I'm sure you're happy to be here like I'm happy to have you here. Anything from the week 14 scores, from the week 
that just passed uh, you'd like to talk about, get into, uh, before we get into some of these playoff pictures and then talk about these quarterback situations? Peace to the guards, peace to the herbs. What's going on? Not your in the box with cheese, not your average Tuesdays. 914205-5796 is the number to call in. We'll be talking about it all today. Excuse me. I will be with you, my brother. Just getting situated. My audio. But I got one word. Two syllables. Beckham. That's that. Holla at you, boy. I'll be with you, brother. You can run off to anything you need to run off. I am with you. I just want to get situated. Mm-hmm. Um, perfect, Ina one. I thought that was going to be uh, the two-syllable word of COVID, if we were talking about Beckham, uh, but we'll get into that later. Um, the caller that I was mistaken, because they both have eight four three numbers, I believe, J-Rock, my friend, sir, sorry about that. I should have known you were the greatest GM. I should have got that right away. Um, commission, sorry. Uh, as we uh, get into week 15 in just a minute and playoff pictures, anything from the week 14 scores, caught your eye, maybe made you think twice, maybe Cleveland at Baltimore, or I mean Baltimore at Cleveland, Cleveland getting the big victory there, maybe the way the Chiefs handled the Raiders, um, maybe the way um, the Bengals and the Niners game played out, the Bucks and the Bills, anything. And then, of course, if you would like to talk about your Giants, um, you can as well. But anything other than them as well that you'd like to talk about before we move on to these playoff pictures and then, of course, quarterbacks. Oh yeah, man. That 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 uh, and uh, peace to everybody listening. The game that really caught my eye was that Ravens game, and it was disappointing that they lost, man. Cause I, you know, I was from the win, but. You can see without, without Lamar Jackson, like they're, they're they're a shell of themselves, especially on offense. It's crazy. But that's 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 the only game. Every other game was like it was predictable. I uh, really don't got much to say about the Giants. But it's the same thing every week. <laughs> same thing every week. Yeah, it seems as if. Um, I think I will get that from most uh, of the rest of the hosts as it pertains to that game. But the game that you were talking about was the Browns and the Ravens, and that brings me um, to the point of I I don't want to start an argument here, and I don't want to talk about another player while, you know, maybe making it seem as if we're demeaning a team or demeaning a player. But um, this is not the same situation as we saw in Arizona. Arizona loses their star MVP quarterback, who we all had as the MVP at that time. I think they were 10-1, and one, only losing to Green Bay. Went on a great run. Uh, and they were still, and even after the loss to Green Bay, which was a guy didn't turn around. It wasn't as if they, you know, it was a horrible loss, like we could talk about Monday night. But they ended up, you know, two more wins after that, becoming 10-1. and one. Uh, Kyler gets hurt. They're 2-1 and one when his absence. The team doesn't look like they miss a beat. Again, they don't have the explosiveness from the running quarterback. We've noticed that. But the team stayed a fit. This was not the same thing to me. This was not a team that was ready in case Lamar got hurt. 
where as the Arizona Cardinals, whether it was preparation, whether it was they thought maybe at one point he might get hurt because of his size and things of that nature and how he likes to run the football, whether whatever it was, it seems as if the Arizona Cardinals comparatively to the Baltimore Ravens. Now, again, this is in the middle of a game, actually the beginning because he only threw four passes before he went out, but the beginning or middle, early in the game, this isn't a Colt McCoy situation where I believe he came in to start all three games. He wasn't mixed in in the middle, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I, don't quote me on that, but it, it, this is one of those things where I don't see the same situation. And the fact that Lamar went out and this team was not only a shell of himself, but did not even look the same. Like, didn't even look remotely the same. And people are going to look at me and tell me, oh, look, uh, uh, Tyler Huntley? Is it Tyler Huntley or Brent Huntley? Uh, I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was Brent Huntley, but it's uh, Tyler Huntley on ESPN. We'll move on from that. It's Tyler Tyler Huntley. You're thinking of Brent Huntley is from baseball. Uh, Okay. Well, Um, the Brent Huntley, the UCLA quarterback, if I'm not mistaken. He was. He was the old quarterback for the for the Packers. It was a backup quarterback. The Packers, right? We had there, I believe. I'm not 100 percent sure. They may be brothers. I don't. Yeah, it's Tyler Huntley. Well, however that may work. (laughs) Anyway, Tyler Huntley. (laughs) Tyler Huntley is the uh, is the gentleman uh, who took over for Lamar Jackson, and that just was not uh, the thing. Now, again, you may look at me and tell me, but he had a 99.9.7. Passer rating yet, but he had a 57.4 total QBR and a 7.1 average. He wasn't getting the ball down the field, and when he was completing passes, they weren't necessarily the most optimum passes he could have created or plays he could have created off that. Now, again, uh, we're not going to sit here and say that Tyler Huntley should have came in and been Lamar Jackson 2.0, but the way that Colt McCoy was able to come in and they didn't seem to miss a beat offensively, I think this is uh, a lot to speak out. Now, Baltimore does have a lot of injuries all around, but, yes, this is a game that met, that had me perked and it had me thinking because it was 24-6 to six going into half. Now, Baltimore's defense steps up in the second half, holds Cleveland to zero points, but some late-game decision-making by John Harbaugh, and we may have seen Tyler Huntley pull off the upset being that he's the backup quarterback. So, can we – again, I'm going to blame – the coaching staff for not having this team ready, and I may even start blaming John Harbaugh for his late game antics. Am I wrong on that, gentlemen? Any, any either one of you can help him. I mean, his coaching decisions have been kind of kind of iffy lately. It's like he, when Lamar is in there, and it's like it's fourth and two. He's asking Lamar, "You want to go for it?" Instead of making a decision, it's like I'm putting the, I'm putting the quarterback's hand. So. I, I don't know, man. His, his decision-making has been kind of up in the air lately this season. I'm going with J-Rock on that. I believe a player's coach, sometimes you still have to understand that you are the coach. I get you want to make, you know, you want to grab, you want to have a symbiotic relationship with your players, but sometimes you have to make executive decisions that is better than what the players would want to do because that's what makes you the coach. So with Lamar Jackson as J-Rock alluded to, is fourth and two, and he's like, Lamar, you get it? And Lamar's like, yeah, I'm with it. Sometimes you have to say, you know what, but if we kick this field goal, we go up by three, and we give the other team the ball back with 52 seconds left and no timeouts. You know what I mean? So it's sometimes your coaching does 
weigh heavy on your decision-making for a team's wins and losses. And I think John Harbaugh's decision is what gave them the loss, especially in that fourth-down situation when he could have kicked the field goal and he would have got closer to points and gave his his defense a chance, which held Cleveland to zero, you feel me, in the second half, and guess what? They got the momentum. Let's Let's just piggyback off that. But instead, you put the ball in Tyler Huntley's hands, someone who wasn't taking first-team reps at all up until this point, and in a division game, and you put him in that moment and just say, you know what, let's get it done. No, in that, in that, puts it, in that situation, coaching is over player relationships. And look, look, uh, I'm just, I'm at awe at Harbaugh, and I didn't mean to make that rhyme, but look, this is this is the plain and simple truth. You are down 24 to nine, and your team is able to muster up a seven-play, 69-yard drive, and you go for two points. You have Justin Tucker, and you have an automatic extra point. It is 24-16. Now, I know you want to go for two. You make it 24-17. It's a seven-point game. But it is, at the end of this drive, nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. So, again, hindsight's 20-20, but nine minutes left in the fourth quarter is still enough time to get one stop, get the football back. You can have two possessions in nine minutes with two good stops and and three good uses of the timeout. And with the defense the way that they had been playing throughout the entirety of the whole second half from the third to the fourth quarter, again, they've only had two possessions at this point if you're the Cleveland Browns. You had one possession that was a punt and another one that was a missed field goal. So not for not trying to get points, you just couldn't. So it's, it's to me, the way that, that, that this goes is it's John Harbaugh. Look, man, you go for one. You get the extra point with Tucker. Then you get the again. Hindsight's twenty twenty. You get the extra point from Tucker again because you did that anyway when you were down fifteen to twenty four. You didn't go for two to make it twenty three twenty four. You went for one. So I'm just, I'm just. It's, you're just not making any sense, John Harbaugh. You're not making any sense. And then the fact that. Mike Tomlin comes out the week before and says, yeah, man, this guy lives off analytics. We knew what we were going to do. And then John Harbaugh says, oh, we were tired. That's why we went for it on two last week. This week, no excuses. He's got nothing for us. This is just nothing. And then, of course, you're asking Tyler Hundley, after a great stop by Baltimore, to get you, you know, or no, not to stop. You get the onside by Justin Tucker. And, you know, you're expecting him to, to, to live the memories. Now, it's, it's it's very, very interesting when – where are they at? Aren't they at the 45? I believe they can they, – they can you – know, they're in range of Justin Tucker, if I'm not mistaken. So, I don't understand why you don't give Justin Tucker a chance there with one minute left in the game. Uh, down two, uh, you end up trying to throw for the first down. I mean, you got the leg, man. You got the leg, and I think he makes it. I think it's, uh, a, you know, I think it'll be a a, a NFL record to yeah. break his own that he set yeah. earlier against Detroit. But like, it, it's just John Harbaugh. We, we need to talk about that. 
I need you to talk some more about that. Don't let that go. Don't let that go, brother. I'm asking you. Normally, I'll be like, all right, Nacho, thank you. You gave us all we could possibly handle on that. No, we need to discuss that. Because if that was anybody else, the media would have been killing them. I'm surprised the media hasn't said anything about that decision right there. Nothing, because they felt like, okay, Lamar Jackson may not be in the game, but Tyler Huntley did his job by bringing back the team to put them in a position, as you just said, down by two points with the leg in Justin Tucker. We're talking about Justin Tucker, who's probably the second-best kicker in NFL history behind Adam Vinatieri, and we can arguably go there if people want to, but I'm just saying You said it correct. The leg, the boot, the timberland, all right, the Uggs. What's the problem here? You got the Uggs. Emphasize that, Nacho, man. Talk on that, brother, please. That was crazy. That was Jim Harbaugh we talking about. We need to get into that. That, That's great. That was uh, John. It's John. It's John. Uh, yeah, whatever, whatever. He, he is, he, him and his, you know what I'm, y'all know what I'm. You feel me? John Harbaugh, stupid shit. All right? And and look at this. We have we have LYP in the building with us, and I'll let him go first on this because uh, I don't know. I'll catch him up if he hasn't been. I think he has because he was on home five minutes. But um, look, here's the plain and simple of it. Um, you give Justin Tucker a chance. You know, there, there's no other way ifs, hands, or buts about it. Um, you know, you want to talk about the, the, you know, the greatest or the second greatest, that's okay. We, there's chips involved. That's why Vinatieri gets that nod for a lot of people, including myself sometimes. But Justin Tucker, I don't think there's ever been a better leg. And, oh, my God, it's fucking down the middle every single time. From 33 to 66, it's down the middle and right every time. Give him a shot. Don't give your second-string quarterback you don't have any trust in a chance to make a play when, you know, you're trying to ask, you know, if if this was Lamar Jackson, we wouldn't we wouldn't be giving it a second thought. Yes, you let Lamar go get the yard because we're letting Aaron. We're letting Tom. We're letting these guys. We're letting Kyler. We're letting these guys go get that first down. We're not letting Tyler Huntley go get that first down, John Harbaugh. Get your shit together. Sorry, LRP, the floor is yours. Anything you want to talk about this Browns-Ravens game or any other game from Week 14? Um, and then, of course, like I said, we will start talking about these playoffs and these playoff uh, implication games coming up in Week 15. Peace, y'all. What's going on? Peace, peace. I'm a, <clears throat> sir. I'm gonna be a huge, I'm gonna be a huge letdown, and y'all can continue on with the show. But Giants got me completely. Like I watched the game last night. It's just, uh, well, because I did see some good football. It's not like I, I didn't watch any football. Um, I'm just trying to remember because it's, I, I've been so despondent that I, I see it in the moment, but once it's gone and over, I moved on that quick. Um, but as far as the Browns or Ravens game and the discussion about hardball, I do agree. You know, um, you you do they do let the Brady's the and the Rogers they go get it too, and you should let Lamar go get it. But um, I agree with Nacho if he's not available 
and he's out the game. And you do have an efficient guy in Tyler Huntley, but, you know, I think you do something different at that in that regard. But do you think, bro, I'm here. Um, I don't really have much on the games. This is just some, you know, good football that I saw, but I'm not registering any memories right now. So, No, you could say one last thing. Again, John Harbaugh thing. Go ahead. Is there there such a thing as being too aggressive as a coach and always going for the win? Because when they they played the Steelers, right, and they had a chance to tie it up, but they went for the two-point conversion, didn't get it, and lost the game. So is there such a thing as an NFL coach being too aggressive? Yeah, but I would I would say I wouldn't say that was an aggressive decision because he said the reason he did it was because they weren't trying to go into overtime. They were tired. And they were oh, it was, ahead, they were not trying to go overtime. Jumping. They were trying to win it. That's not an aggressive decision. That's a scared decision, even though it doesn't seem like it. That's a we're afraid of what happens if we go to overtime. Let's try to win it right now. And if maybe oh, yeah, Lamar, he, he didn't have any cornerbacks. I, I said this last week. You're playing not There's to lose not at this point. Exactly, exactly. And then at the end of the game, look, it, the, the, this is the, the rub with Lamar Jackson. There's probably maybe one other quarterback, Kyler Murray, who could, who would have been able to evade. I think it was T.J. Watt for that play. There is 20 quarterbacks who could have made that throw. And that's the rub with Lamar Jackson, and that's what discussion we can talk about later. The problem is, is one or two quarterbacks are the only two that are not getting sacked, and we can talk about other guys maybe making the right play move and, and stepping up in the pocket, whatever, what have you. But realistically, the speed it took to get out of that man's way as fast as he was coming towards Lamar Jackson, there's not very many I think that can evade that sack. But again, there's very many that can make that pass, and that's where the rub with Lamar Jackson comes in. And why are you trying to avoid an overtime game? This is the NFL, man. You kick that fucking ball with Justin Tucker, and look, even if you're tired, get in the field goal range for Justin Tucker. You can get one stop. You stop again. It's just this is so ridiculous. And then the ending decision to go for two points, and then the next drive get a touchdown and not go for two points. It just you're just you're 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 hypocritically kind of like you're just being an idiot every turn, but because you have a Super Bowl ring and because you have been able to win consistently in this league, he's getting passes for what he's doing. Now, we went from Lamar Jackson can't win the big one or win a playoff game to him finally winning a playoff game, and now this year the onus is not on Lamar anymore. One, because we see the decision-making of Harbaugh, and two, because not only is it wrong decisions, but you're also putting the man in wrong place or wrong decision-making plays that he shouldn't be doing. You should be putting him in, in, in opportunities to win, and it doesn't seem like they're doing that. And then, of course, like I said earlier, this team was not prepared for a backup quarterback. As we see with the top echelon teams, when backup quarterbacks come in, they are prepared. This team was overly not prepared. And defense keeps him in it in the second half by shutting out Cleveland, but that offense was abysmal when Lamar left. And you could just tell they they could do nothing. Um, We will leave off of that game. 
and move on to the next one. Uh, I see we do have a call. We will get to you in just a moment. We are going to talk about a couple more games um, dealing with week 14. They have some huge playoff implications uh, as it pertains to the AFC. Um, so let me back up one more on the page here. Actually, here's what we'll do. We will. We know what happened in week 14. We're going to look at this playoff picture. Um, uh, for the betting people, I did want to get this out the way. Super Bowl odds as it stands after week 14. Tampa Bay uh, uh, is plus 500. Kansas City plus 550. Green Bay plus 650. New England plus 750. Arizona plus 850. Buffalo plus 1,200. Los Angeles Rams plus 1,200. Dallas plus 1,200. Tennessee plus 2,000. Los Angeles Chargers plus 2,000. And then Indianapolis Colts 3,000. Baltimore, Cleveland, San Francisco, Cincinnati, or Baltimore, Cleveland, and San Francisco round out the group with plus 3,500. Again, those are all, uh, if you bet 100, uh, you will win that amount on there. So the top one, if you bet 100, you'll win 500, uh, so forth and so on down the list. Uh, that is the Super Bowl odds as it stands uh, after week 14. Um, and then, of course, the playoff picture. Uh, it, it is uh, the way it goes, I'm just going to read this off real quick. There's a three-way tie for the best record uh, for the first time through week 14 since 1970. Uh, there's also 13 teams in the playoff spot within one game uh, or within one game of one, um, and that is on both sides, the AFC and the NFC, and then five teams with the same record vying for a wild card spot, again, both in the AFC and NFC. As we run down uh, the AFC playoff picture, uh, New England Patriots sitting atop the AFC at 9-4. and four. Uh, they have FPI chance of making the playoffs at 99%. The win the division is 74.9. Tennessee Titans at 9-4 sit in the second seed, uh, 99.3 and 98.1 to win the division. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs uh, are sitting in the third seed at 9-4 themselves. Uh, they make the playoffs at 95.6. That division is close, 61.4% to win the division in Kansas City. Baltimore, 8-5. 72.5% chance to make the playoffs and a 50.6% chance to win that tough division uh, in the AFC North. And then, of course, uh, that that is the top four seeds. And the uh, first wild card spot is Los Angeles Chargers at 8-5, and 84.2% 84 to make the playoffs, 343 uh, to win the division uh, over there in the AFC West. The Colts in the sixth seed at 7-6, 52.7 for the playoffs, a 2% chance for that division. Uh, and then the Buffalo Bills, 77 points, or 7 and 6 in the 7 seed, uh, with a 77.5% chance uh, and 25.25% chance to win the division. Um, moving over to the NFC side, uh, Green Bay Packers uh, in the number one seed, at 10 and 3, 99.9%, 99.8% playoffs in division. Moving on to the second seed, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 10 and 3, 99.9, 99.9. .9, .9, playoffs and division moving on to the third seed arizona cardinals 10 and 3 99.9 89.6 playoffs and division and then moving on to the fourth seed at nine and four the dallas cowboys 99.9 97.6 uh playoffs and division <clears throat> moving into the wild card spots nine and four for the uh, los angeles rams uh 98.6 to make the playoffs and a 10.3 chance to win their division the niners at seven and six taking the sixth seed Yes, count them, folks. Best division in the league. Three playoff teams uh, as it sits right now. Wait. Oh, oh. Yeah, one, two, 
Yeah, three, three, three playoff teams. Jeez. Three playoff teams, Los Angeles Rams and the San Francisco 49ers, 77.3.1% to win that division. And then the Washington football team rounding out the uh, wild card spots at 24.2% chance to make the playoffs at 1.6 in the division. All righty. That's the playoffs. That's the pictures. As we move on to week 15, as we as we discussed week 14, um, we do have a caller. I would like to get his uh, thoughts and processes. I know what he'll like to talk about. But, sir, Lou, the floor is yours for just a couple minutes. Get yes. your monologue in. Tell us exactly how you feel about week 14 and what you got going on. I uh, Well, week 14. Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. Week 14. Well, coming down to the final weeks of the season, and, of course, uh, the Jets, they do have another tough game against uh, Miami, but I think maybe uh, they can hold uh, Miami's uh, defense in this game. I feel a little bit more confident than I did with uh, the Saints last week. Going against the Saints, I didn't see much of them at all. That, I mean, their offense and their defense was was way better, and I didn't see that. But we know Miami. We know how to play against them. So I think that there is going to be a chance with that now. For the Giants and the Cowboys, uh, the Giants are beat up. They're, they're banged up. They're completely a mess. And going up against Dallas, uh, Dallas seems to be on all cylinders thanks to Prescott. You know, with him back, he's put the team back right where they should be. So I see almost nothing for the Giants at all. And, of course, now they're out of contention. Uh, they may try to play spoiler, but it's, it's not going to matter. Giants are done. Cowboys are going to rule the NFC East. Love it. <laughs> and we'll get back to you in just a moment, Lou. But look, as it, as we get on to these uh, playoff matches, and, and look, the, the 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 week 15 slate is a good one. Like I said, the AFC um, runs rough shot from Thursday to Saturday. It's AFC West, and then of course the Patriots and the Colts on uh, sun on Saturday night. Um, but the matchups for the NFC are, are, are no pushovers. Not only is Cowboys uh, trying to take on uh, the Giants and uh, are trying to secure uh, the division and move on to the playoffs, but there are teams like, like you said, excuse me, that would love to play spoiler. Look, uh, you talk about the Giants at four and nine. That that would be the best thing in the world for them to go on, uh, to go on, take a division rival and beat them. Of course, look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. It would be amazing. Um, for them to go up there or, or to, to at home beat Tennessee, who's on a roll, nine and four still, um, even without Derrick Henry, who I think he's still fourth in the league in rushing, hasn't played in six weeks. Anyways, so they, and then of course look, Denver seven and six, Cincinnati seven and six. They, there is playoff implication game. Falcons want to go over across the state, across the, the contiguous forty-eight, and make San Francisco have to battle and battle. Look. We've already seen San Francisco. They, they, they are. We don't know who they are either. So this is this is the most fun I think we've ever seen. Um, week fourteen, week fifteen, week sixteen matchups in a long time, and divisional matchups at that. Seahawks at five and eight, Rams at nine and four. The Rams ride high. Rams just got the COVID bug throughout the entire locker room. They shut down the entire spot today. You can't even go in there anymore. Are they going to be able to prepare enough? For Russ and all them boys who are able to practice, able to be on the facility, able to do their things together, they're four-and-a-half-point favorites. The Rams are right now at home, but how are they going to look? Especially who's vaccinated, who's not, who can play, who cannot. We all know the double negatives or the 10 days, depending on how it works. Uh, but, look, 
they are so many games. And then when you look across the league as it pertains to non, you know, the, 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 the back and forth, Carolina Panthers, they're fighting for a playoff spot. Buffalo Bills, they're fighting for a playoff spot. Bills are 10.5-point favorites on the, uh, at home. They are, they are expected to win that game and to win that game big. Cam Newton and them boys ain't going to try to let that happen. So, look, and they're on a the roll. They're out there doing their thing. Again, cross, uh, cross-league play. It's uh, Baltimore Ravens at home. Lamar coming back, trying to take on the number one team in all the NFL, the Green Bay Packers. They're trying to get the AFC North in hand. And a big victory like this against the big-time team in the Packers will do boatloads for the confidence of the Baltimore Ravens, especially coming off the two losses they just had back-to-back in the division. So the games in Week 15, I don't think they get any bigger. Uh, as as we continue to talk about this, uh, I'm going to ask J-Rock, sir, as, as I went through Week 15, I went through a lot of those games. Uh, if there's any games you, you want, any teams you want me to – you know, run you by again. Like I'm not going to talk about the Cardinals and the Lions. Cardinals are going 11 and three. That that, that that's ending. That's over with. But anything else? I mean, Zerock. Anything on your mind? Bills, Panthers. Again, Cowboys, Giants. Can the Giants pull off the upset? This Cowboys team has four losses, and they they're not to the you know best teams in the NFL. They are Jekyll and Hyde. Could they overlook the Giants? Possibly. You know, could it be the other divisional game? What's on your mind? I don't know, man. That, that, that Cowboys game against Washington, that offense wasn't hitting on all cylinders. I mean, I think that it still hurt. I mean, I saw a couple of throws where he was just off kilter. Like, he wasn't even um, – I don't know what he was saying when he threw that interception and, uh, what was it, Holcomb? Ran it back for pick six. Like he was just oh yeah like, yeah the linebacker was just he was just sitting there and like I I saw for a second the receiver was open but the, the linebacker was he was right there he still threw the ball and he just caught it and ran it in for pick six but and the other the other interception he just overthrew the he just overthrew the receiver I'm like I don't know what's going on with that man but this this offense like I've been I've been telling people for a couple of weeks. If they can't run the ball, you cannot put the ball in Dak's in Dak's hands. You can't. They have to. They have to be able to run the ball in order to be successful in the passing game. Okay, and and, and either chosen one with Tony Pollard being injured, Dak Prescott in a slump, Zeke is still playing like Zeke, but if he's not got you know guys to back him up, uh, Lamb, Cooper. Those guys aren't getting the numbers in the – again, that could be because of Dak Prescott's slump. This offense isn't what it used to be. Will it have the firing power any given Sunday, let alone this Sunday, to put up 35, 40 points and just run rough shot if this defense can't hold people like they've shown they can't do sometimes this year? Damn right. <laughs> Cowboys going to put up 82. Not 82, 82. A-T-U, meaning an A-U in Spanish, 82. Damn right they're going to put up 82. We are a horrible team. It don't even matter. Oh, hell yeah. Other teams have a glimpse of hope against the Cowboys because, one, their offensive line is not the same. Now you get to see the mortalness of a team. Dak Prescott looks like an average quarterback, 
on some days and this year. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott looks like a regular running back, like I've always said, and I'm going to toot my own horn, pause, with he doesn't have five yards to run through first and eight yards to get loose from or bang through. It's just a regular four-yard game, minus the nine. Yeah, they gave him five, now they're taking it back. So now you got to see what type of running back he is. He's not elusive. He's, north, he's not north and south. He's, I'm sorry, he's not east and west. He's north and south. So, yes, the Cowboys can be beaten by a team that are way better than the Giants, but because they're playing the New York football Giants, they're going to look like the team that they need to be. Those are our receivers are going to get right. Bradbury's having a down season. Whoever's washing clothes, I forgive you. Um, that's crazy. Whatever's going on in the background, I'm hoping you understand. Now, let me just keep going because I'm cool like that. So, whatever wide receivers are going to be on the field, they're going to come off. Bradbury's having a horrible season. Logan Ryan is fluctuating up and down. Our secondary is cabbage. See, it's the difference between garbage and cabbage. Cabbage means you get cooked on Sundays with something good to eat, and that's exactly what they are, cabbage. Um, McKinney, ah, all that cuteness went out the window, huh? But um, we're going to get back to what we're getting back to. Yes, brother, to answer your question, to not go off on a tangent, the Cowboys are going to beat the shit out of us, okay? And I'm going to be there, oh, by the way. Let's get that out. I'm going to be there on Sunday in a shakedown T-shirt, possibly if it comes before the time, you know what I mean, because COVID is new Omni variant is holding shit up out here. I just need you all to know that. Please wear a mask. Put your hands over your face and your ass. It's happening out here. So, the, you know, I'm going to be there Sunday to witness the horrors, but I will call and I will possibly do a show live because, you know, from the game, it's pretty cool. You know, I do some video or whatever, you know what I mean, or whatever. But um, we're going to get our asses whipped. And um, I'm looking at something like 44, 82 to whatever the fuck we score. Mike Glennon is horrible, hate his face, hate his neck, hate his whole entire game. He's washed up, and, and, and he looks like an alcoholic, and I can't. Somebody check your, somebody check your audio. Yeah, check the audio, because you're wilding. But um, LRP, since I have you, and I would love for you to just connect the dots, um, because it's a horrible product on the field, so I will let you go, my brother, because I would love. I, maybe I think it's you, because every time you talk, I hit a snap, crack, pop. I'm not moved. I'm, I'm good? No, you're good now. I'm good now. Yeah, I you moving yeah, around. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what? The Giants do that to me. So I apologize. If I was moving, that was because I can't sit still with the dumb shit that I see. It makes me hyperactive. But, um, yeah, LRP, you can go, brother, and uh, tell us how much we're going to lose by and how many injuries we're going to have. Just give us the whole spill. Bear Rock, I love you, by the way. Peace, brother. Love you too, man. It's all, it's all love, man, you know. I'm not pointing out your mistakes. D-E-D. D-E-D. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, I L-A-P, think... Uh, did you have anything you wanted to add to the uh, 
to the offensive woes that is the Dallas Cowboys as of late? Do they, you know, can can it be something you guys can take advantage of or any team can take advantage of going out through the rest of the season? Or do they just, you know, or, or do you have faith that that offense, not faith, but, you know, belief or whatever, uh, Dak Prescott's going to get it right with uh, Kelly Young? Or, or is it going to be? Or is the defense is playing above and beyond what they should be. And that's why they're staying in these games, man. I mean, because the offense is really not helping them too much at all. But let, let me let me make this clear, man. They're gonna make the playoffs. They're gonna make the playoffs. They're gonna be one and done. Yeah. If the defense, if the, if, if the defense doesn't come through, whoever they play. Mm-hmm. Now, if they play Tampa Bay, it's one look, and done. Look, they've got it's they've got nine done. wins, one more win, ten wins, I think, in this league, even with 17 games. Ten wins is going to get you into these playoffs, especially with the seventh seed and the way it's working out now, especially when your seventh seed has six wins, I think, or seven wins in the NFC. They get yeah. one more win. Yeah, you got it they right, will six and playoff. seven. You got it right, seventh um, seed right now, oh, yeah. so, six and seven, bro. So, so as – uh, as as that works out, yes, most likely they will make the playoffs, and 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 one and done seems seems a bit a bit pretty much of what's going to happen. Um, they're probably going to have to go on the road to Tampa Bay, or probably going to have to face a a a loaded Rams team coming into um, Dallas. Um, so it, it's going to be it's going to be the way it goes, and and again. Can you know anything happen? Anything can happen. But look, this is this is the the way that that the Dallas Cowboys have been playing this year. And they haven't been playing well offensively, and, and I think uh, Mr. J. Rock hit it right on the head when he talks about the defense uh, playing overhead. Now the defense may just be that's what the defense is now. Um, and look, this is a team that last year before he gets hurt, this year, but you know, was it up until week five or six or seven? They were still doing the same thing offensively. They were putting up points, but the defense was showing up. They were getting turnovers. Homeboy had, what, six or seven in five games. and they, they were just doing what they needed to do offensively, and the defense was stepping up. And now we're seeing the defense stay at where they're at. Um, and and the, the defense stay at the level they have been playing. Now, maybe they've dropped off a little bit. Nobody can sustain the amount of turnovers they were getting at a, at a rate they were getting early in the year. But defensively, they're still stopping the run, stopping the pass consistently enough for that offense to do what they need to do. But that offense isn't putting up 30, 40 consistently. They're not going down the field and, and, and making exactly. it with ease like they were early in the season. New. This is a game we lost Lou. I did want to get his uh, take on it, but he's gone so far. Uh, not really, but love you. Thanks for coming in. As um, as when we get to discussing Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb and Zeke Elliott and the injuries to Tony Pollard and you know what's going on, LRP, um, are you ready to you know concede a forty-point thumping? And that sounds like you were from your opening intro, um, but this game isn't looking good to you, is it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hey, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> I tried to hold that in, you know, bro. This phone. You know it. Yo, we know what's up. You know what it is. At this point, bro, bro, we know what it is, man. And Nacho, mm-hmm. we love you. Let me just say this, brother. We love you, brother. And we want to answer 
the questions that you ask. But when you feel how we feel, when you see what we see and what you realize what we realize, it's just at this point, okay. Remember when Eddie Murphy's girlfriend was talking to him and Raw, and he was standing doing the stand-up and Raw, and he's like, you just so in love, you just agree with everything. She's like, yo, this stuff, okay. Okay. Just, yo, everything is just that at this point. We got nothing. Not that. Not yo. It beats you down, man. Losing. Yo, it. But uh, law I will season say, after no. law season after law, it just it just takes a toll. Yo, it's, a it's just yo. You I'm telling you, it makes great. How do you how do you look? Let me just say this about this motherfucker. How do you how do you <laughs> get up in front of the podium and say that you see them building the foundation and stuff is going in the right direction when you're playing worse than you did last year? And I have a great answer for receivers, you, Rock. Are you ready? You can't catch the ball. The offensive linemen can't block. They can't pass. They, they can't rush the passer. Like, you're doing nothing. Nothing says that you're improving. Nothing. Nothing at all. I'm going to get on Patrick Graham and see all this happening behind the scenes. Man, get the fuck right. out of here. I got your back, J-Rock. I got your back. Can I tell you something? There's a word, right, that I use for us as Giants fans. It's called insanity. Now, I've explained that word, and it's true. It's no one has ever went against me and didn't say, you know what, E, you're not. I'm not. You're wrong. I'm not insane, right? Because no, I expect him to I'm, lose <laughs> every fucking game. I'm not insane. I don't show it. I, I don't watch I tell you something? We have can, a can I tell you something? <laughs> but can I tell you? But can I tell you why you're insane? J-Rock, you just bought a beautiful home, right? Mm-hmm. Your man cave is what color? Is red is red like? <laughs> I'm done. It's what, what else let's talk about? What else? You still went on and colored your shit. <laughs> you still went on and colored your shit. He still went on and colored shit. Right. Ain't nothing to talk about over here. Let's move I on. Still, hey, I got on a giant shirt now. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck? I'm, but, right. Right, right. Because, you know what? Because you got to hold on to the memories, but it is from the first. And that's what I do. When I go in there, I'll be like, damn. This is when we used to win and shit. I got all the championship hats on the wall and shit. Y'all seen it? Right. You got a Mark Bavaro with the nine half scratched. I got where you come from. But let me just tell you the word for Joe Judge. We're insane, okay, because we're holding on. Like that last hair right in the crown when it's time to Michael Jordan your shit and you still think you rocking. Just get a ball beat, all right? But let's talk about it. He's delusional, J-Rock. I have come to the conclusion that our head coach is delusional. When he said the word building, I thought he was talking about the facility, but he meant other synonyms. In meaning, meaning as to project upward towards a goal in positiveness because you have already set a foundation. What the fuck was he talking about? He's delusional. Ain't no way in hell you building anything. 
You may be in the building, but you ain't building nothing. I said, yeah, he must be at home playing with Legos while he high because he is talking crazy. He's he's crazy. He's delusional, J-Rock. So let's just go with the word delusional. Joe, delusional judge. He's delusional. Yep, and as, as we as we wrap up the uh, Joe Judge talk on on that, the the other game that I did want to get into with, with you guys, it was uh, one of the late window games. Um, I know it was going on during your game, so I don't know if you guys peeked over, uh, but it was the overtime thriller in Tampa Bay between the Buffalo Bills and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Tampa Bay going into halftime up 24-23. Uh, needing a game-winning drive in overtime to take this one away. Yes, they gave up a 21-point lead uh, and had to take overtime. Uh, doing what they do best, winning in late-game situations, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers take it out 33-27. Uh, leading passer that game uh, is going to be Tom Brady, 31-46, 363, two touchdowns, Leonard Fournette, 19 carries, 113 yards, and a touchdown, Chris Godwin, 10 receptions, 105. Of course, those are the leaders in the game. Uh Internet loading slow. Uh, Josh Allen, 20, 36 or 54. I wanted to get into this because uh, this is going to be the topic of discussion as we talk about uh, the losing team, I'm sure. Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay. They're going to do what they do. Um, but Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, 36 for 54, 308 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, a 86.0 passer rating, a 57.1 total QBR. Uh, this is not a typo, ladies and gentlemen. The leading rusher, Josh Allen, 12 carries, 109 yards, one touchdown, 23 long. Um, this is the problem. Um, we got into uh, this discussion, I believe, earlier in last year and then, and then of course, in this year. And, and the fact of the matter is, uh, the Buffalo Bills have a identity problem. They don't know what they want to do. You pass the ball 54 times and your leading rusher is Josh Allen. What do you want him to do? You want him to run and run back because you have, you have running back. You got Matt Brady, you got David Singletary. Those guys can run the football. You made a conscious decision to not hand them the football. You were running with Josh Allen and you were passing with Josh Allen to the tune of 54 passing attempts. We have been praising Sean McDermott. We have been praising this coaching staff on the offensive side of what they've been able to do, the way they've been able to uh, progress Josh Allen. But this should be a 10-win team at minimum right now. They should be vying for the AFC lead, not the AFC East lead, but the lead in all of the AFC, which coincidentally would be the AFC East lead if they weren't bowing to daddy and Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots for yet again another year. This is a team that, to me, in the Buffalo Bills, will not win a playoff game. They will not make an AFC championship appearance, and they will be one and done in these AFC playoffs. There are teams that know who they are and will run roughshod over this team that has no identity. Am I wrong? We will start with Mr. J-Rock, sir. As I get into that, are the Buffalo Bills death? No, no, they're not dead. I still, I still believe in that defense, that offense. As long as they can get a running game going and not depend on their their quarterback to be the running game, they'll be all right. But I mean, you shouldn't. What's what's the light? What's the career span of a running quarterback? A quarterback that can run. 
like Omar Jackson, like a RG three. What's the what's the lifespan, the career span of most type of quarterbacks? It's not long, is it? Mm-mm. Not really. And it's not it's not often too successful when it comes January football either. Exactly, because look how look how many of them are hurt. Kyle Murray's hurt. He's a running quarterback. Lamar Jackson's hurt. Mm-hmm. Josh, uh, Josh Allen, we don't know what's going Josh on. Allen. He said he might be able to play. Walking out with a boot. Yeah. Walking around with a boot, but he said he might play. But that's, that's, that's a subject that we should dive into. Not not today, but in the future. About quarterbacks that can run. Or running quarterbacks. I wanna, I'll get into that on Friday. But I, I got to say this about this game. Somebody may not agree with me, but that's fine. The referees, again, fucked this game up, and I'm going to tell you why. Mm-hmm. If you don't call that pass interference in the end zone for Stephon Diggs on Carlton Davis, okay, I get it. You saying to yourself, you know what, right now, mm-hmm. if I call that, I'm going to be public enemy number one, two, and three before I get up out of here. Okay, I let it go. So we're going to call it fair. That's what you got to say in your mind. Okay, we're going to call it fair. But to call a pass interference on the cornerback for the Bills when it was clear as not just day, but at night with your glasses on while you're driving, if you got 20-20 with your glasses on. Clear windshields, no rain. Mike Evans straight grabbed him and pulled him into him. Now, that right there to me, you should have let that go too. See, these are the differences between Tom Brady, Josh Allen. Situational football, do I make a call right here? Am I the bad guy? You let both calls go, it looks right. You call one the wrong way, you're absolutely the GOAT. You're you're absolutely the GOAT, and I'm not talking about the greatest of all time GOAT. I'm talking about the bad-ass sheep dumbass. I believe in my heart, and I, I never say this. You gentlemen have never heard me talk like this when it comes to the refs. I believe in my heart that game was stolen from the Bills by horrible fucking refereeing down the stretch when it counted the most. That's what I believe. And, look, uh, I don't think you're going to get any arguments from me on any of that. Look, I've been a huge proponent of referees should be held to the same standard as the players on the field. If we're going to make – and an NFL referee have to go through, I think they have to go through years and years of refereeing other stuff. We're essentially saying these referees are the cream of the crop. They're the best of the best, just like these NFL players. They're the cream of the crop, the best of the best. No one else can referee an NFL game because these guys are the best. They need to be held to the same standards in consistency-wise like we do these guys playing the X's and O's. If we want our quarterback to consistently score touchdowns, if we want our defense to consistently get three and outs and turnovers, we should expect our referees to be consistent in their game calling. Now, there are plenty of games 
where you can go back and go, look, this play at the end of the game, it was not called, but look at the rest of the game. It wasn't called then either. They let them in play, and then there are times at the end of the game when a ticky-tack was called, but the other 59 minutes, those ticky-tacks were called. And we're seeing that now in this 2020 and even back into 2020, these referees are not being consistent in a game-by-game basis, not only by a week-by-week when we look at this play in this game comparatively from week three to even week four or week six or even now in week 15, in a game-by-game from a one-o'clock game to another one-o'clock game, we're seeing differentiating officiating. And then even in the same game, we're seeing a different call from the first quarter even to the fourth quarter and sometimes into overtime. This is egregiousness to the next level. There's no accountability, and I know we're talking from X to the nose to stripes, but there's no accountability for them men to be consistent at their job, men and women, sorry, to be consistent at their job like there is for the X's and O's players and the coaches to be at their job all the time. You have to be consistent in everything else, but referees, you don't have to be consistent because their law is law. They are God, so to speak, and they treat it as such. They treat it as if the defense. That's why I feel like since they always making these uh, rule changes at the end of the year during during off season, they should they should put they should come up with a a way for coaches to not only challenge non calls but to challenge calls. Like if you say it's pass interference and it's really not, and you look at the film and it's really not, they should be able to take that shit away. They should be able to challenge non-calls. Like the call last night on uh, Matthew Stafford, the face mask. It was, it was an apparent face mask, but they didn't call it because they said the ref didn't see it. Grab this grill piece. Yeah, everybody yep. saw it. Yep. Except Probably for the ref. Try to rip its grill piece. <laughs> so nobody, Straight up. I, I don't think anybody wants to, to bombard the game with more challenges and more reviews. But they have a eye in the sky, and I don't know why they don't have it for every single game. Back. But only for some games, it feels like they have an eye in the sky because there are plays I'll look offensively, defensively, non-penalty plays, fumbles, catches, non-catches, where the on-the-field refs get it wrong, and within two seconds, the in-the-sky judge gets it right. And the yeah, game continues. Dan Blandino the pass, right? the ball back, the pass, name? first down, and the game's over. Look, the XFL had a guy sitting in the yeah, in the goddamn booth with a fucking game controller watching the play. That was the smoothest challenge, review, whatever the fuck you want to call it I've ever seen in my entire life, and the NFL can't get it right. They got it right within six months in the XFL. So, look, don't tell me that the multi-billion-dollar corporation can't figure out if a guy gets his face mask pulled or not, and because they missed it, we got to just live with it when we've got 15 billion cameras in a brand-new stadium. Uh, and, and we're not talking about SoFi. That Cardinal Stadium's new too, even though it's 10, 15 years. They're renovating it, putting new shit in every year. So look, let's just let's cut the bullshit. Let's keep it real. Yeah, Get let's cut it. Guy, and he sits there and he does everything right. And uh, sorry about that. I'll let you guys. Go. We well, have let me, man let me say this in- to you, Nacho. There is an eye in the sky, my brother, because if we can see it sitting on our living room drinking a beer, you trying to tell me they don't see it, and then. The announcers, right, some of them we get, and I like to say this respectively, some of the announcers that we listen to, they'll be honest right there because they just, that's who they are. Like Tony Romo, you know, Lewis Riddick, the guys that's in the booth with them. We're not talking about the Troy Aikmans, the Chris Collinsworths, the suckers. We're talking about the guys like us. 
that if we were football analysts and commentators, they slow down, the, they slow slow motion, and they say, yeah, you know, he, he got a little bit of the face mask. or So another guy will be like, a little bit of the face mask? You mean all of it? Yeah, I didn't see it from that angle, Jim. He got all of it. Now they're just sitting there talking about it. We're sitting there saying, yeah, hell yeah, you know, in our couches, in our living rooms. Who doesn't see that? Then they go to the guy, right? If I'm not mistaken, please correct me if I'm wrong. His name is Dan Blandino. He's the guy in New York. They'd be like, yeah, let's go over to Dan. So, Dan, you saw that? He's like, yeah, right there, you know, when it comes closer from that angle, you can see it was clearly somebody tried to whoop his ass. Like, he's just being honest right there. And they still get it wrong on the field? I need to know how that happens. Um, the reason why that happened is because Dean Blandino is working for Fox, because Gene Zeratore is working for CBS, because the guy who works for ESPN should be working for the NFL, because they're making more money doing what they do in front of a TV screen, getting the call correct, than they would be teaching these referees to get the calls correct on a weekly basis. That's and great. we're getting on a long tangent here, and I do want to get Shake Montana in here. We are going to get into this. Shake, give me an opening monologue. Give me your thoughts on week 14. And then, of course, we need this fantasy update from you, sir. Was that not shaking? Yo. 443, right? 410. Um, that's Dan C, I think. No, Dan C's 3. 3? Well, you going four one Yeah, the dancing start the starts with a three. It's like three one zero, I think. Man, you got me going to the phone. See, I'm playing with my emotions. Check it. Anyway, we gonna see. We gonna see. See, I don't even got it. I don't even got it in my college law. Think there should be shit, but. <laughs> It should be Jake, but if he come in, he come in. If not, uh, we'll figure yeah, I mean, it out. I was just talking about the area code. Whatever the area code is, I can go off that. It's you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to tell you. I think this is my boy Shakes on another number. Number fuck. But we'll figure it out. Oh, we'll know now. I'm probably getting this audio right. Peace to the God. Yeah. LRP, welcome back, sir. Um, quiet in the back. Listening to y'all. I said just been listening to y'all. I ain't go nowhere. No, I said welcome back. As in you're talking, and I would like to get your input on this Buffalo Bill game, if you would like. If not, we can move right on. And I do have a topic at hand that I did want to get into. Now, I had nothing to add to none of the things that you yeah. guys. Four one zero could also I will, be crook I will, too. I will take that. I will take that one hundred percent as you agree with me. And the bills are dead. Um, as we proceed to move forward, we're gonna get into this two letter position. Starts with a Q, ends with a B. I, I did want to get into, uh, you know, grouping them into set groups such as an elite 
a franchise quarterback and a starter, but being in 32 teams, and we've only got about 40 minutes left, to have all of us try to rank those guys in, into uh, perspective, I think it would just take too long and without people having uh, – sorry about that – without everyone having lists for their hands, I think it's going to be a little hard. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do what I like to call the QB moving truck. Who's on the move? Whether they get dropped, whether they get traded, whether they get, you know, whatever. And, and, and on the move could be from underneath center to riding that pine pony. Don't have to be moving from the team either. Do they bring someone else in to give a competition? Is the guy gone? Let's start with Eddie Charles one. I hear you talking a lot with me, and I and I, and I think you want want to jump in on this. So we start talking about quarterback. You had hey. say you want to get into this. What's up, sir? First, before he is, right they want to do that, man. Peace, God. What's going on, everybody? What's going hey. on, brother? Give hey. us the praise report, brother. What's happening? Hey, what's up? Everything is everything, man.
it, it, it was what I wanted it to be. Um, we lost, and we well now we got the fifth and the sixth seed right now. <laughs> Don't worry about the draft picks, baby. That's it. Don't worry about the draft picks, dog. That, that's all I care about right now. So good shit, Giants. Doing what we're supposed to do. Okay. Would you also talk about? Would you also like to run about the other team you liked who caught L last weekend, and that would be the Baltimore Ravens? Hey, come on, man. Come on, man. Didn't I just tell you what kind of weekend I had, dog? <laughs> why, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? <laughs> I would really like I to talk to you. Time you. God look, damn. Look, this, is, this is the only question I have for that game. Is John Harbaugh getting a pass? Nah, man. Look, man. When you have what you know, and and I'm gonna say like you know, I wish we was like that where we had so much fucking talent, right? But um, they have so much talent to begin with, and then the uh the travesty of losing all your running backs, right? Losing all the running backs before you even play it down in the season, like that's crazy. Um, and to withstand all that and the numerous other injuries, the DBs, the cornerbacks, all this shit, man, they got injuries out the yazoo. So do we. But the difference in between them and us is that they winning despite it. So, um, and that all goes to Harbaugh, right? And, and, and the talent that they bought in and all that shit, it's just the whole organization and the system. So, no, Harbaugh, he needs to have a pass, yes. If that's the question, yes, he needs to have a pass. Pass, and I think that's a perfect segue because you leaned into the fact that they have tons and tons of injuries, and they are continuing to win, even though, you know, with the injury of the quarterback going, it didn't work out that way. But when they had the injuries around and, and Lamar's still there and he's healthy, they were still able to win and, and, and get those and, 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 and do that thing. There's still nine games nine wins on the season, still in league, still in contention for the AFC North. Uh, look, quarterbacks, we're going to get into it. Daniel Jones and Mark Jackson, we always know they're not the same. There are quarterbacks in this league, 32 across the league, and from 1 to 32, no two quarterbacks are the same. Some have, some, uh, some have the same maybe athletic ability when we talk about them, but no two are really the same uh, when we look at them. Now, moving forward to this conversation, who's on the move, man? We looking at, you know, again, people can say mathematically there's only one team in the Detroit Lions out of this NFL playoffs, but we already know who's out. We already know the teams that, uh, even though they've put up a good try and they've tried their best this season, they are not going to continue or even at all win or win out to make the playoffs of those teams. And, and you can even bring in playoff teams. Maybe you want to talk about the Tennessee Titans and Ryan Tannehill. Maybe you want to talk about you know, uh, the I'm drawing a blank on the other team that's real good with a quarterback you might not really like. Um, Jesus, AFC. I'm, Mac Jones. You know, it just you know maybe you want to talk about Mac Jones and how he may not be the guy, and they're only winning because of offense, because of the run game and the defense. And you put him in the spotlight where he's got to throw the ball. He ain't the guy. You know, that may be the wrong one to bark, wrong to bark up, but he's a chosen one. Uh, I know your your first arrow, you know, your first dart's going straight through Daniel Jones' head, but anybody else out there, 
in this NFL world, we look at is this quarterbacks to be on the move, whether they bring in someone for a competition, cut him, or they trade him away. At this point, I'm not going to speak reality. I'm just going to answer your question, which is reality for your question. At this point, brother, we definitely have to look elsewhere. We have to bring somebody in. We have to get some type of freshness in the building just to appease, because it's not going to please us as as Giant fans at all, but to appease us, to make us at least say, you know what, at least we realize what we have, what we need, and where we're trying to go. And that's a stepping stone in some people's minds. But for me, it starts in other places, but I'll keep it just right there. Yes, my brother, we have to bring somebody else in. We have to give this man competition. We have to see what's out there. I'm not talking about from. I'm talking about getting a guy. I'm talking about possibly grabbing a bridge. I'm talking about making a step in the right direction. Will he be on this team next season? Yes. So let's just get that over with. Let's not even have to deal with that. But we have to bring somebody in for the appeasing, for the optics, for our nervous system, and just because it's the right thing to do and to make us as Giant fans feel like we are taking steps to understand what building might be. So I'm going to keep it short, simple, sweet, to the facts and correct. Yes, sir, we have to get somebody in the building. We have to. Am I next? No, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I was actually going to go. No, I'm next. I was going to say. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't like that, but I right, go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm away. <laughs> hey, can I go next? No. No. No, no. Uh, no, we will go to Shakes then. I, I see J-Rock's one that wants to get into, so we'll go to Shakes. Don't you hate when that happens, Shakes? You just want to go here. so bad? Yeah, yo. <laughs> yo, let me tell you something. So, Nacho, I'll be having the little Yankee bat out. Y'all don't know this, right? Remember the little bat that everybody used to get? The little Yankee bat? When he be fucking with the order, because you be thinking it's your turn. And I was like, okay, we're going to start off with E. And then you think it's you in the rotation, and you're like, yeah, I'm about to say everything I feel. Okay, I'm okay, going to start with you. Motherfucker. You- oh, shit. <laughs> oh, I got to hold this shit for his sake, man. And then he going to say yeah. some good shit. And then I got I, I to gotta pick up off of him, Word. too. Oh, no, man. But, yeah, go Word, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, look. Aaron Rodgers is my quarterback, right? Gotta keep y'all on your toes. Um, as 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 he uh, or you know, I could have made a Rex Ryan joke, but we'll leave all those triple X jokes out of out of here. Uh, you know, um, look, man, shakes. What's the plan, man? Well, we were gonna talk about the rest of the NFL, but let's not. Let's keep it. Let's keep it team oriented. We'll start with the New York Giants. We'll go through everybody, and then we'll keep moving team. team. What do y'all got to do, man? Quarterback position. Let me know. J Rock, you're next. All right, man. Well, here's the thing, bro, and this is why I didn't like what he was saying, though, right? Because, like, I don't agree with all that bread shit. Like, here's my thing, right? Here's what I know. This is what I know, right? And 
Y'all know how I am. I ain't going to say shit unless I know, for sure, right? Um, and I will say what I feel and think, but when I say this is what I know, this is what I know, right? All right, this is what I know. Gentlemen, it's not even going to last the season, bro, all right? Like, you might get fired next week. See, you might get fired this week, okay? What? I'm telling y'all, gentlemen, it's not lasting, all right? What? Yeah, I'm trying to tell you, I'm all right? We're not finishing it. this season. Mark my words, you heard it here from me. I'm telling y'all right now, this is what I know. This is what I know. He's not finishing the season. Okay? Not finishing the season. That's number one. So the new guy, right? The new guy that is coming in, I feel, now this is what I feel. This is not what I know, but this is what I feel. I feel that the new guy needs to have all the reins, right? You get to pick your quarterback. You get to pick your head coach. You know what I mean? With your coordinators, all that, right? That's you. That's your job, okay? Give the reins over to the new guy. And the reason why I'm telling y'all this is what I know that government is not lasting is because the Giants want to get a heads up on all the other organizations to be the first ones to be able to pick their GM, their new GM. Gettleman is gone, fellas. Trust me. He is done. Cooked. Baked. Through. Alright? So, I'm telling y'all now, the new guy needs to have all the reins. Now, if Mara gets a new guy and he wants to sit there and still play, oh, you know what I mean? You got to do it this way. It's not going to work. And I, I'm hoping and praying that he sees that and finally realizes that. Let the guy have the reins and do what he got to do. And hopefully that new guy is ready. I like ready. But or my my dream choice is Belichick, right? My dream choice is Belichick. They can do something and do some shit like that, but I what I would be doing JPP backflips, okay? But anyway, grab, right? Grab J Rock, grab him. He dream grab him. Uh, you feel me? Don't break me. Grab him. Grab him. All right. All right. So that's my dream, but I would take a Reddick though. You know what I mean? That's that's good, and that's that's a um, realistic choice. Not saying that that will happen, but he is a realistic choice. And that next guy has to have the reins, and that next guy is going to be able to say, "I want to keep Judge, or I want him to go." Either way, we're going to have a new quarterback next year. This is what I'm bringing it all around to. Okay, that new guy is going to want his quarterback. Ain't nobody going to be having and putting their job on the line for no goddamn Daniel Jones. Okay? I'm sorry. It's not happening. He ain't Herbert. All right? So. Ain't no Ralph that. either. Ain't no Ralph. <laughs> ain't no Ralph. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done though, man. I'm out of the way, bro. That's it. Bro. I, I know, I know. 
I know. I heard. Yeah, I know. Uh, but, but before uh, J. Rock go ahead and gets gets on uh, on this topic, I, the, real, the the interesting thing about Louis Riddick is I like to call him Louis Art Rooney Rule Riddick because I don't believe he's ever going to take a job. I think he has a unwritten agreement with these NFL head co- NFL owners like yo. You come and interview for me, this job, I'll give you the art Rooney shit. I'm going to keep making these millions over here at ESPN and doing Monday Night Football and making this and not having any stresses. Because for the last five years, his name has been in the pool for I don't know how many teams, and not one single one of them ever really had an honest, like, who's going to really honestly put him on their team. It was a it was a fake Fugazi interview. So Lewis Riddick, to me, as much as he would be a great GM, I think that's just a fugaze, and he's just there to make these NFL owners get that Art Rooney rule, which is interview a black man so they can interview whoever else they want. That's my personal opinion on that. But J-Rock, quarterbacks, New York You ain't going to steal that from us, Nature. You understand me? I know what you're saying is true. We ain't going to let that happen. I'm going to call you after the show. <laughs> hey. I want him to be an NFL GM. I know, but you ain't going to steal that I feel like us, that could okay? change a lot of teams. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. He, he, I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna call you. You gonna talk about your broadcast? Should be a GM. You know. J Rock, floor is yours. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm going out the show. <laughs> nah, as far as, as far as Dane Jones, we don't even know what's going on with this dude next, man. All right, because the Giants' way is to downplay every freaking injury. Like, we don't know every week this kid going to the spinal surgeon, neck surgeon, to have somebody clear him to play. We don't even know what's going on with him to say if he's going to come back next year or not. Or if he could, if he can can even play next year. We don't know. My opinion, we need a new quarterback. We need a franchise quarterback. Dane Jones is not the answer. Either draft him or free agent. One of the two, we got to get it. Um, but again, the Giants' way, downplay everything, make make it seem like everything's hunky dory. Nothing wrong. He's week to week. Nothing wrong with him. If he does come back next year, he's the quarterback. If Joe Judge is here, he's the quarterback. If Joe Judge most likely will be here. He's the quarterback. They don't want to start over. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say right now because I'm, I'm getting heated. Come. Trying to talk about this shit, man. <laughs> and uh, as we bring in, uh, hey, 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 hey Nacho, can I ask Jay about real yeah. one quick question? Though, was you a part of that um, that conversation about Russell Wilson that we had last week? And I said um, yeah. I wanted Deshaun Watson. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, you were a part of that. All right, my bad. All right, gotcha. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We will get into that too. Um, I'm getting everyone answers here uh, as we go, and this is you know pretty much all the same as we roll through. Um, we do have uh, the last but not least brethren of our co-host uh, Black Friday with us. How art thou, my friend? Peace, peace, peace to the gods, peace to the earth. What's going on with the people down? Peace, God. Peace. So pretty much we went over the, I don't know how much you heard. I know you were only let me down, there for a minute. Let but me down, son. No, 
I could have been in four. I could have been in every playoff, man. If you would have beat them, right, if you beat well, that city. I, I'm gonna need you to let me do the fantasy shit tomorrow on your airways because we I, we definitely gotta get into it. I, I can't get into it today, but a lot we definitely has happened. Get... A lot and... has happened. <laughs> a lot has happened. Right, he is I'll... all good out here. No, no, I'm, 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 I'm in the playoffs. All good out here, boy. <laughs> you gonna do I your know, part, like, bro? You had one job to do, bro. One What's job. wrong with this one? Not be a consolation. League three? League, uh, Shakes League? 14 and 0. 14 and 0. Who was it? Who was it? Who was I playing? Dumb City. You was playing Dumb City. Oh, yeah. You got him. But, I, you know, I was already in the playoffs. Your friend needed your help. Who, was it J-Rock? Yeah. Yeah. He J-Rock, said, you, 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 you said, I got you. you. Listen, I want you somebody, I got you, and then say, oh, I ain't worried about it. I, I'm in the playoffs anyway. That's crazy. That's I, fucked up. Yeah, that was that back on my own bus. I thought I had this thing. And then I looked up, like, yo, that's kind of lopsided. Then I looked at it, I was like, oh, it don't matter. I'm in the playoffs anyway. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, J-Rock, can I just say this? I'm going to talk to J-Rock. But I'm not. Shake, no, Shake said it, right? <laughs> but I'm not. Like, like, we was on the field, and Black Freezy made him the promises and didn't keep him like we was on the field playing. His players chose <laughs> not yeah. to show You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, no, you know, you know how that shit is doing like a toxic ass male. Like J Rock, that's your fault, nigga. You should have won the last two games. Wow. <laughs> he gonna do? Oh wow. Nothing about them guns. <laughs> they gonna throw it back on him, like man, you should have handled your business. That's you fucked up. Hold on, J Rock. How many playoffs are you in out of all these games? That's fucked up. And, and, and uh. I'm in three games. Hey, we need even my G. I'm in three games. We good. We good, man. We good. Nah, man. He wanted to be in every league, bro, just like I did, bro. I'm going to tell you why I'm out. Because all I needed was one more win, bro. One more win, bro. And, no, shout out to LRP. You did your thing, bro. You know what I'm saying? You did what you supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? But, like, yo, I just needed one more fucking win, bro. Mm-hmm. I dropped the ball. I dropped the ball a week before LRP because I had, I had started Lamar Jackson over Herbert, bro. I, that was me, son. I joked, son. That was me. Real quick, real quick, real quick. If you want to hear all of this and more... You're going to have to tune in to Debate Wednesday because Debate Wednesday going to have all the fantasy stuff, all of the fantasy talk, all of that fantasiness. Right now I'm trying to get Black Friday on this question. You got Everybody got it on the LRP. You are next, my friend. Black Friday, quarterback position again. We went over a lot of this stuff. We are talking quarterbacks right now. Right now we are on the New York Giants. We'll move on to some more teams moving forward. But New York Giants in the quarterback position, how do you feel about that? Is it over for Daniel Jones? Do you need a new quarterback, or do you bring someone in and try to get a light of fire under his ass, or is he dead and that neck is gone and he going to retire? Yeah, yeah. First of all, stop bullshitting. Stop playing around. He's definitely going to be here next year, but I'm not playing with these people. 
You're supposed to draft the quarterback. You're supposed to have somebody sitting there lighting fire directly under his ass. Therefore, you don't want to pick up his fifth-year option. Um, you're not, you, you know, you don't have enough money to sit there and be waiting for somebody to drop into your lap, a la Deshaun Watson, whenever he figure out his life from Sergeant Chicks and all this and that. Um, you, you're going to have to go ahead and get you a child. Somebody going to have to fall in love with a kid, and hopefully the GM that we do select, hopefully we, you know, you know, I'm not sure how that works, but we need to be dealing with that now. Um, fuck all this gentleman and all that. We need to be figuring out who our GM is so they can fall in love with a guy, him and Joe Judge, and we go ahead and get a child because we're going to need that. Once again, via Daniel Jones, we're going to pick up that fifth-year option, whether it's play or it's availability. You can't be fucking around with this shit. Everybody else is going to fix it. Washington going to fuck around and get their guy before we do, and they're going to, you know, have a winning season. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, he ain't right. You ain't hear my shit, did you, uh, Black Free? I'm sorry, not y'all. But you ain't hear my shit, did you? No, you can not. Nah, nah, he, 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 he ain't right. Ralph. That's it. He ain't Ralph, bro. He ain't Ralph. <laughs> and, and and the overall consensus, Black Friday, if you haven't felt that already, is Daniel Jones has to go. Uh, I think you are the first person that really, I think, says that he will be here um, next year. Um, outside oh, no, of me, I, I think he won't even be. Uh, I, well, yes, I, I get that, but as, as it pertains to how you want it to go, he shouldn't be here. And I think that's what a lot of the, the consensus is, is that it, Daniel Jones should not be the quarterback going in, uh, starting quarterback going into 2022 uh, for the New York Giants. My issue is um, that neck may not allow him to play football ever again. Uh, we've seen the neck injuries take out anyone. Uh, from lowly sixth, seventh round picks to first round studs. That neck takes out everybody. Um, it is not a thing to play with. As much as we talk about CTE and the yeah, head damage, you, you, know you, you use for, your right? neck, bend your neck so many ways. So, say it again? Yeah, 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 you're absolutely right. Very vital, vital piece of, of uh, civility. Here's the thing, right? You know who you play for. Ronnie Barnes and I'm finna clear this kid, man. He finna play the last this four games. The last about. Games we got going this is what I'm and talking about. What's going what's to what's happen is after that, he's probably going to have elective surgery or some sort of, you know, that type of thing. But this this is the New York football Giants. This kid finna play, man. Look at Saquon and the knees and ankles. Man, you kidding me? He, that, that, he going to get acupuncture. That, that's actually black. black that, electric that's stem treatment. I was getting at. And it's over. That the the – is that the, uh, the 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 staff, the medical staff that is of the New York Giants? We're going to clear him. I don't think they're going to clear him this week, but the following weeks they will clear him. They will get him on the field, and that will further injure that neck. And I don't care how many surgeries. I don't think any surgery is going to help him if he gets hit hard again. And behind that offensive line and the way he tries to run and play football, All right, he so will get hurt injury? again. And I just don't think. Do we know what the injury is? The, the, we don't know. All right, we know is with the nope. neck. And my thing is, he had an MRI today. We'll we... get the results tomorrow. Exactly. Right. The point. So I'm if he has is, any structural and, and damage, with... let me just say this real quick. If he has any structural Go damage, ahead, period, he has to be shut down. Period. He cannot play with cracked vertebrae in his neck. That was my that was my question to you because you are the what I would like to call our medical expert on this panel. They shut him and down. I would like shut I, him my down. question. Exactly. And my question was that. What kind of damage could he play through if it is non-structural? Well, at that point in time, it's all that's a muscle. That's all muscle. 
At that point in time, it was non-structural okay. because structure is nothing but vertebrae. And that's and once you start messing with those chambers, you fucked up because you start stenosis and you're going to have numbing and, you know, you're not going to be able to use certain parts. That, the way this kid manic, looks, correct. that's what I'm throwing the ball? I don't know, man. It looks like he might got to slip this or something. He might, that might be his thing. That was a manic problem, right? The, 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 I think he had a structural problem, correct? I think he had a crack, too, though. Yeah, no, I think okay. he had a couple. I think a couple of his discs were, were malaligned, and I think he had a crack. Mm. I think they okay. had to put a pen in his No, no, no my, my, point being, my point being, we saw Peyton Manning at the end of the career, and what Peyton Manning was or isn't or whatever, the yeah. the, the duckness of his career yeah, was amplified by 30 to 30 to 50 at the end because of the neck injury. Are we going to see something similar with Daniel Jones? If we start seeing super ducks, we well, know the neck's fucked up, right? I don't really, you know, if Daniel Jones doesn't retain his job as the New York Football Giants quarterback, I don't really see him being the thing in the league after that. Exactly. I mean, it, 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 yeah, I believe we're not going to get uh, too in-depth on that, but whether or not anyone will give him a shot in the league, again, we've seen the same pigmentation mm-hmm. get multiple shots and worse than him. So we'll talk yeah, about no, that. Yeah, I know, but I mean, day. like a thing. He, of course he's going to get a shot. He's going to get a cup of coffee everywhere, but I don't really think he's going to land mm-hmm. and be the, be the man. Oh, you're right. You know you're right. You're 100% right. You're 100% right. Um, uh, moving on, and again, if there's anything anyone wants to add to the Giants and the quarterback situation, speak now, forever hold you. Oh, LRP, are you with us, or are you still hanging in the background just listening? I'm here. Don't I'm want here. to impose on yourself. I know you're here. I just think, you you know, man, you, you don't seem too enthusiastic, and I really don't want to impose on you and make you think you don't want to do yeah. that. Hey, all you got to do is call well, on well, me, let bro. Me, let me... Yo, well, did we find out what was wrong with Leo's elbow? <laughs> All you got to do is call on me. I'm here, brother. I got you back. <laughs> I want LRP to hear. Then if all I got to do <laughs> is, you, you, know, you, you are the last to go, LRP, my friend, sir. If the floor is yours, Daniel Jones, where should he? Where is he? Is he gone? Say this. As far as the quarterback that need to move, be uh, Baker Mayfield, um, Ryan Tannehill, Jerry, uh, uh, was it? No, yeah, golf, golf, and uh, and at the Lions, and keep an eye on Nightingale out in Jacksonville. So that's the answer to that question. As far as the Giants and Daniel Jones, they can. They can stop fucking around right now. They can stop fucking around right now. If there's a problem, fucking dig in there, look in there, see what the fuck the problem is, fix it. Because you just signed a guy who's been who has been untouched. Literally, a fucking he, he paused, but the dude ain't did shit. But yet you fucking around with the dude with the varicose veins in his head. For what? And that's all building the foundation thing and what we're seeing in the background versus what you guys see, how I address the guys versus how I address you. And uh, Shakes, I know you I said <laughs> I know you said this is what you believe. And I know you're dreaming, I ain't gonna wake you. I'll let you get your Christopher Williams on, and I ain't gonna wake you. But I'm looking <laughs> at your little bubbles over the top of your head and I'm just like I'm psh, I 
this uh, that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like and walk away with my hands in my pocket because they already said that this the judge do the stand. So you know, bittersweet. Get one again. Get them in the third, leaving whatever. But judge is stand. And if judge is stand, then we'll either chose one. And like Freezy said, then then you stand. But if that's going to be the case. They still fucking around because they can fix whatever's going on with his neck now, and put him sit his head down, stop all this week to week bullshit and what if and all this, run the head with from, let long neck back him up. Why his neck ain't hurt? And you figure out what you got either way, and you draft a daggone quarterback. You get Pickett, you get Desmond Ritter, you're going to see Desmond Ritter live on display this weekend or this coming up. Y'all keep sleeping on that kid because Pickett got the, the Tom Cruise look, and he top gun right now. Don't sleep on Desmond Ritter. Don't sleep on Matt Corral. I, you know, I ain't going to take nobody's son. I'm the uncle. You know what I mean? Let's just say, you know, I did pick the kid out for y'all because I told Shakes I wasn't fucking around with these quarterbacks. But if I was, Many months ago, <laughs> these are the guys we should be checking out. But I wasn't fucking with no quarterbacks because I was tired of this organization making me look at them. Because I don't want to get another Kyler Murray. I don't want to get another Lamar Jackson that I get, or, or Zach Wilson that I can sit there and look at and not have. Oh. So, fuck them Giants. This organization is scared of his own shadow. It's scared of his own shadow. It's scared of his own ghost. He probably walks past uh, Mary's big old poster in this house, and he probably slaps his ass up beside the head every single time, like in Harry Potter, where the motherfucking pictures are interacting. Creepy shit, but that's probably what happened, because he's fucking terrified in real life. And he's not going to change, because Judge is going to be there. He's incompetent. He's an idiot. He talks a good game. But just like J-Rock said earlier, I think 45 minutes ago, this motherfucker's terrible. Ain't nothing part of this team gotten better. You look bad as you did before. I told you I was listening. You look worse than you do this year than you did last year. You have improved zero. You have zero pass rush. Your $77 million dude is out there with no socks on looking strange as fuck. What was that, a protest? It's all coming back to me now. Why well, ain't had no socks on or knee pads? Your skinny ass fucking knees, and you got problem with knees. You got issues all through your fucking legs. You out there all exposed and shit, like you about to run track. Like them fucking helmets ain't about to tear your ass up because you know Glenn is gonna leave you in a bad ass spot. This shit don't make no sense. But you out there with no socks, like you about to do something. No knee pads. Fucking pants short as hell. Got no pass rush. So, um, no, that's no, no, real quick though. I mean, I, I heard everything, no, and not against nothing that you said, but, well, yeah, kind of something that you said though. Like the whole judge shit. You saying that they already say he's gonna be there? They ain't say that. What they're saying is, is that Judge feels that he's confident that he will be there. And he's talking like he will be there. But, you know, 
when the GM and that new guy comes in, they're not forcing that coach down his throat. Pause. They're not. They're not going to sit there and say, oh, all right, if we bring you in, you got to take Judge on. No. It's going to be his decision whether he wants to keep Judge or not. Now, if they bring in a guy in my dreaming situation, if they bring in a Belichick, I can see Belichick saying, okay, I'm going to keep my boy Judge because that's my son. But for a Reddick that comes in a situation, I don't believe he's going to sit there and look at Judge and say, oh, yeah, that's my guy. No, he's going to want his guy. The enemy! So, that's where I differ from you. But everything that you uh, said besides that, right on, right? I'm not rooting against it. I, I, I'm not rooting against it, but Jordan Renan or, um, you know, uh, Matt but, Lombardo and Lombardi, exactly. whatever. But that's what they're they saying. They're saying that Mara is in love with this dude and he's not going to get rid of him, no matter who's the GM. Right. That's all I just don't believe that, bro. I don't mm-hmm. believe that, bro. Mm-hmm. And that's what's infuriating. That's why J-Rock pissed off. That's why I'm pissed off. And, and you know, I don't, I'm, I'm not short. Like I said, you want me to speak. I definitely speak on something. But that's very disappointing, bro. That's very disheartening. And I can't hide the fact that, you know, even on Not Your Average Tuesdays, I don't understand the logic of why you even coming out of the mouth with that shit after looking at this mm-hmm. thing for two years. And that's really, I'm fucking pissed off about it. And it's, yeah, yo, no, yo, ain't no yo, thing it's, coming, it's, bro. It's absolutely, I'm, I'm when, you, when you think yeah. about the Joe Judge situation and his interviews as of late, as far as press conferences as of late, it's definitely a Jekyll and Hyde, and it's a guy that's, telling the media one thing and going to his team and, and telling them another. And it's like trying to pull a wool over the media's eyes, like, oh, we're doing good things, but I'm going to go to them and tell them we're not doing good things. And we could tell that as, as, the, big, as the big thing. Now, LRP, you, you, you mentioned some names, and, and on all the names that I believe that, that, that are out there, um, realistic or not, rumor or not, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, uh, probably Russell Wilson. You're also looking at Jimmy Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins, uh, Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, if he's healthy, does does do the Saints want to keep him? I think they do, but who knows if they really believe in his uh, ability or whatever to come back. Baker Mayfield and, then of course, Teddy Bridgewater and Nick Foles there bringing up the end of the top ten I kind of found on the Internet lying around. Out of those guys moving around, uh, uh, sorry, we, now you all know we got 90 seconds. But uh, as we're moving around here, lighting a fire doesn't necessarily mean you have to draft someone. And not not that it's the wrong way to light a fire, but any of these quarterbacks outside of the instant starter elite guys at the top there, any of those Derek Carr type, Jameis Winston type guys, and maybe not him because of pigmentation, but a Baker Mayfield type, do any of those come across as – maybe someone to light the fire, replace, help in the meantime. Again, I know Shakes is against the bridge, but are any of those no, you, bridge you type don't guys that you can that, brother. We don't have, you we don't have no money, you, bro. The answer is no. You ain't even got to finish that. Are those names, no. We don't have no money. We got like 4.5 million. Oh. The only one that I would entertain mm-hmm. is Russell Wilson, and I, I'm not falling for that again this week. And even though they keep saying it, um, I, I completely moved mm. on from that. 
he came out and said it, but yeah, Deshaun Watson is not an option. Of course, I would love him um, out on this team, but that's not an option. I'm not even going to go down that road. And those are the only two. Anybody else, mm-hmm. I'm good. And 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 the lady telling us we got ten seconds of live. If you guys didn't hear that, but look, this is this is the this is the roundabout way. Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. We won't know until until the season is done for the Texans and the season is done for the Seahawks. When those two teams are done, which the Texans are done now, but as soon as, you know, the four zeros on the 17th game for them is done, and the same thing for the Seahawks, we will figure out the situations with Russell Wilson. And then Deshaun Watson's got the legal issue. I fully expect that to be done by summer and him to be either fully committed to the Texans team or being shipped out as soon as that's over. That that That's, to me, is the most interesting part because in Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson are on the radar for probably 12 teams. But until the Seahawks season is done, you're never going to hear Russell Wilson, and you may not even hear him. You'll hear his team say it, that he wants out. And then until the legal situation, nobody's going to touch Deshaun Watson, even if they drop him today. So those two things, I think, once the legal situation is done, we'll move on and we'll see where Deshaun Watson lies, which I know he'll find a new home and a new home fast. Russell Wilson is the most interesting one because the moment the clock strikes on their season, we may see tweets. The team of his, the, the, you know, the Russell Wilson team may start tweeting things, may start saying things to the media again, and this whole cycle runs around. And we already saw last year's cycle had their GM meeting, Chicago GM in North Dakota. So they already are already looking, and it doesn't even matter because that's an NFC team. So the, uh, it, to me, Russell Wilson, as much as I know you don't want to go into that LRP, and I know the rest of the guys would love to, which we will right now, uh, even though we are in overtime, look at this. Russell Wilson is, the, is going to be on the market next year. Whether or not someone's going to be able to pay enough for him or willing enough to pay enough for him. I think that is the biggest question. To me, it's not whether or not he will be out there for people to pick up. It's whether or not people got the, the requisite funds to get him. And believe it or not, you got you guys do. The problem may be is, in order to do that, how much of your future are you willing to sacrifice to get one player, and how much is it worth? And, and LRP, I know you don't want to entertain it, but I still got you here, and I want to hear you because I've heard you all day, and, I, and, I, and your insight on this really intrigues me. Why, and again, I know you don't want to entertain the Russell Wilson, but w- are you willing to part with the number one if that's what it takes? Absolutely not. And if we're talking after the season anyway, then, well, no, he's on contract. But, um, no, I'm not giving away. No matter what, I'm not giving away any of these two top five potentially first-round picks. No way. Two top five first-round picks for Russell Wilson at 33. And I love Russell Wilson, don't get me wrong. And way, and I heard the reports of the way they protect quarterbacks nowadays, looking at Tom Brady, looking at how this dude takes care of himself, looking like how he actually walks the walk and talks. To talk, you know what I'm saying, as far as evangelicals go, you know what I mean, or whatever. So, but, nah, away. And you need to fix this line. You need to give the person that you, you know, need to really rev his engine, 
behind him, that career needs to get started. You know what I mean? So you need to build around that career. You need to build around the one who keeps getting COVID's career. If, you know, if they even have one to start with. So I'm not trying to get long-winded, but no. I would love Russell Wilson in a trade package. I would definitely create one that fits both Seattle and works out for them because people always call me crazy when I come up with these things, but it's not just one-sided. I come up with these things because they can flourish off Mm -hmm. of it as well. You know what I'm saying? And I will definitely include a package to where though they can build upon too and not leave them fucked up in the game. But I'm not giving to for that. Nah. We got more. We got two first rounds. We got two third rounds. We got two six. You know what I mean? And we got next year, and you got players that aren't working out with where we have. And we do have players. We don't have a team, but we got players. So you don't have to do that. Hmm. And look, and, and if you don't want to go as as far as LRP and say it's two top fives, man, it's fucking two top tens. There's not a quarterback in this league that's worth two top tens unless he's in a green or in a red and he's wearing number twelve, not a ten. So um, th- this this is just this is just ridiculous uh, talk when it, when I hear the two number ones for Russell Wilson. And and that and that's just that's just too much. And and again, a good package could be made. The ability to have two number ones, the ability to have two, uh, you know, the 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 second number one is so beautiful in in wing and being able to still manage the future and get a a a centerpiece at quarterback. Mister Black Freezy is the two first round picks. Or are, are are you entertaining that kind if that's what it has to take to get Russell Wilson? Or is there another quarterback in mind that you may have to pick up, like I said, and end up a bunch, you know, maybe even Tyler Henneke, uh Taylor Henneke coming out of Washington. He has no contract next year. Uh, what, what may be the issue uh, moving forward for you? Yeah, I'm not I'm not giving up the future for Russell. He's going to be available next year. Because we already kind of did that with um, – well, Leo and all that. We, you know, we don't need to exhibit any of that. Um, I don't think I don't think we are the team for us. Um, I don't think we have the pieces yet in place for him. I know he wants to play here, but I don't think we're the team for him uh, to be successful and win right away, as I think he needs. Um, I think we get a kid, man, and we stick with Daniel until Daniel ain't here no more, and then we get to you know bring the kid in there. That's I'm I'm more favored of that than anything else, because it's cheap labor. Uh, it's more potential. It brings more uh, prowess to the team to want to win. When you got a new guy in there, new perspective, new eyes, um, and hopefully we build, you know, some sort of offense around that. Mm. And 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 look, I. I the Russell Wilson trade is, is one that's going to be talked about for, for weeks and months to come until it either is done or until maybe they even, you know, until the, the impossible happens with teams like now, Seattle locks him up till he's done, till, till, you know, locks him up to another contract, which seems impossible at this point. It, 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 it just, it really is an interesting one because again, one more time, the ability to have two top 10 picks to manage the future and still try to get a staple but the thing is, are they willing to just settle for that? 
E, the chosen one, is two top ten picks too much for Russell if, it, if that's what it takes? Indeed. Without question, I think um, thank you for asking me that, brother, because I definitely laid that out there on the line when I first heard about it. And um, I also put the situation out there eloquently as my brother LRP and Black Freezy aforementioned. It's not a thing. Um, it sounds good. And it makes for great writing, especially for the New York media. But I'm going to go on record right now and say Russell Wilson is not coming to New York City. And if we do, what losses are we willing to take for something like that and jeopardize our future? And I guess when it kicks in, my gentlemen, because I love you and I know you, my brothers are going to think sensibly. Right now we're so bad it's making us hostile. And it's just we're looking for a quick fix and a right away right now. And some people think we can actually win with Russell Wilson and a couple of more pieces. This team is so far away from Russell Wilson and just a couple of pieces. Please don't fool yourself, man, whoever you are out there. It doesn't matter. That's what it is. Please, please don't fool yourself, man. We're not a Russell Wilson away. Or a Russell Wilson, a couple of Jalen Ramsey's, a couple of Michael Parsons's, a couple of Patrick Graham coaches. We're a couple of things, things away, gentlemen. And no, 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 no. I am not with giving up my picks. I am not with jeopardizing what we already don't got for what we will not have once again, and we'll find ourselves right back here if we make such a move. Exactly. Thank you very much, E, the chosen one. Uh, uh, J-Rock, sir, too much? I'm with E. Um, basically, everybody, they're so hungry. The Giants fan base is so hungry to get back to winning ways that they say, oh, Russell Wilson's available? Let's go get him, even though we have no fucking offensive line, even though we got a running back who can't run anymore because we have no offensive line or whatever the hell's wrong with him. Bump all that, let's get Russell Wilson. Then Russell Wilson comes out, he plays for us, he looks like a fucking bum because we have no offensive line, and everybody say he's washed. We should never got him, right? Because that's what's going to happen if they ever do go that way, which I don't think they will because that's not the Giants' way. Let's build it, man. If you get the right GMA, let's build it in the draft. Let's select the right people. Let's get a, a stud offensive line. Let's get a stud defensive, defensive end. Let's go back to a 4-3 defense. Because this Amen. organization doesn't know how to fucking draft linebackers for the three four. Let's do that. Amen. Amen. Let's build it the right way. And look, if you if if stop, stop if you're a quick fix, this is not a quick fix team anymore. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not a exactly. quick fix team anymore. So Russell Wilson, you know Deshaun Watson. Even though I'm still holding out for that. But anyway, we can't do that. See what I'm talking about? Can't do it. See what I mean about the insanity? See what I'm talking about? <laughs> Look, you have to. You, you have to. If you're a Giants fan, you have to believe that your team is better than the Seahawks team, because hell no, that Seahawks team has five wins. That Seahawks team has five wins. 
uh, position by position, are you defensively better? Are you offensively better? Wide receiver, tight end, offensive line, I would say that's a wash. I think you guys are both equally as bad. I think, obviously, we nah. all agree you're worse. Nah. But they are DK bad. DK Metcalf. Bad okay, there. so let's stay right there. Let, let's stay over there. Let's stay with that. I'm happy you brought that up. Let's talk about it, okay? Ain't no motherfucking way in the world DK Metcalf is worse than Kenny Galladay. Ain't no way. No, offensive line. Name. Offensive line. Offensive oh, line. Oh, oh, no, you no, wouldn't eat before you start. Oh yeah. No, yeah, look, look, all right. Let's, I'll, I'll go last. Offensively, th- okay. Offensively at the skill positions, whether it's quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, we could talk about those, and we already would say Seattle's better than you. I was saying offensive line. I don't think that they are loads better than you, but they're definitely not worse than you. But you're still going to have Russell Wilson running for his life, and th- that. And I like people are saying, oh, if we have Russell Wilson, he's going to fix everything. Seattle has Russell Wilson, and they have five wins, and they have a bad offensive line, and they have D.K. Metcalf. They have Tyler Lockett. They have uh, – it, it's distant, right, the, the, the tight end out there. They, uh, they, have, they have players. But their offensive line is trash. He's running for his life, and they've got five wins. So what makes you think he comes to the New York Giants with that same quality offensive line and lesser quality talented stars except for at the running back position, and he's going to flourish – and the New York Giants. That that's my biggest question because if you're saying you're going to give away New York Giants, and you're saying yes, I want to give away those two picks, I want to give away a player. We need Russell Wilson right now. He changes us for the better. Yes, he changes that quarterback position for the better. But like you gentlemen have just so illustriously put out there, that does not make the team better. And that's the issue that I think a lot of you hit on the head, and a lot of Giants fans don't see. They see Russell Wilson, oh, yeah, and they think he's a fix-all. When if he mm-hmm. was a fix-all, they would have more than five wins in Seattle. All right. Now, I'm just going to go this far. If I'm not mistaken, he missed four games, right? He missed four games was with three. the Saints, right? Three, three, oh, three okay. and a half. I think he, he missed. Okay. Well, he missed, he he missed four weeks. And three. Right. Something like it that, was just, yeah. I guess the number four would have just been four weeks, I guess. That's why I'm saying that. Because, you know, that's how they talk in the NFL. Perfect. Let's talk about the games that he missed. Can you can you pull that up real quick, Nacho? If if you can, because this is an important topic. Because we got to see who he played yeah. number one, right? And what was their record when his hand, you know, got well, whatever happened to his hand? Because that means something. Because I, I know so, we're being so caught missed, up in the record. But missed, go ahead, brother. Please wow, go. okay. So so there's a buy in between here. Uh, he missed, he played weeks one through five, and he missed and nine. There's a buy in there, so it's three games. And then he comes back for the last two, four, five. So he's played ten games this season. We're going into – Week 15 now. So, the games he missed, I will look at the Seahawks. Sorry, I just wanted to pull up and make sure I got the right games he missed. All righty. So, the games he missed would be, let's see here. That's going to be, please They started the year off with the Vikings. 
he missed oh it goes this way how is this this is the weirdest way to put this schedule so he would have had to have missed this schedule looks weird to me fellas sorry I'm trying to figure this out the way they have it lined up here all you got to do is go to after you said week five right so that means he missed seven, six. He missed six, seven, eight, nine. Yes. So he was playing ten through Steelers. fifteen. He missed. He missed playing. He missed October seventeenth at the Steelers. He missed October twenty fifth at home against the Saints, and he missed October thirty first at home against the Jaguars. And then they had the bye, and then he was back against the Packers in Green Bay. Okay. So so and those scores were 23-20 Steelers over the Seahawks in overtime on October 27th, or October 17th. That, she, uh, Saints 13, Seahawks You're 10, not sure you transforming, brother. We can't hear you at all. You got me now? Yes, we do, brother. We got you. Okay. So just so we get back to that, um October 17th, a loss to the Steelers, 23-20. to October 25th, a loss to the Saints, 13-10. to And then beating the lowly Jaguars, 31-7, to before getting shut out in Lambeau with his reappearance. Now look at how, hold on, Geno Smith lost those games. And look mm-hmm. how close those games were. That means the defense was playing defense, and – it was low-scoring games. Geno Smith, a backup quarterback, who's been a backup for the last four years, had him them close in them games. And we know damn well Geno Smith is nowhere near Russell Wilson. So a healthy Russell Wilson, he can throw question marks up, right, at those games. Mm-hmm. And then you got to talk about him coming back. We all know his finger wasn't right. We saw them first two, three games. His finger was not right. Them ball, the, the passes he was throwing, he didn't look nowhere near right. He's finally now, see enough, to throw the ball with no pain, no, you know, no second guessing, and it looks a lot different. So I do get mm. what Russell Wilson, you know, Giants fans see, because I love the kid. I'm a fan, diehard. But I also understand he had his whole entire time and his career, damn near already, whether it be he played for three or four more years or whatever, you know what I'm saying? He's won a Super Bowl. He's been to two. He's just patent stats. If you really want to look at it at this point, he's the first ballot Hall of Famer, hands down, hands down, and that's what it is. I don't want that personally because I know it's not going to be able to come in here and produce instant results. I'm not taking away from Russell Wilson. I'm talking about our organization. I know what we're not, and I'm old enough to speak like that. We're not going to make him happy, and we're not going to be happy with him. Let's move on. Get somebody we could be mad at. Well, we don't like him, we'll move on from him too. That I just uh, Look, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, 
<laughs> Jake said a couple of weeks ago that we get a wrestle, not even a couple of weeks ago, but last week, we get a wrestle. We can viably talk playoffs, especially if you're talking about adding Russell Wilson, subtracting a GM and a judge with the picks we have. You know what I mean? And even if you put in a trading package and you keep your two first, and majority of what you have this year, and make sure that Seattle gets a haul next year, along with a couple of players, you can make Russell Wilson very happy. You can make Swan Barkley very happy. But they ain't going to do that because they ain't smart. They're fucking looking for neck doctors for So. Hmm. So look, look, LRP, I understand 100%. It's, man, you make it tough, LRP. I really want to just join the insanity group, but you make it tough to join them when you speak so much logic. Um, the the last man in, in shakes, we have um, not a lot of time, so I want to get everyone's closing statements, so we'll start with you as well. The first question, the only question, and then your closing statements, sir, take as long as you want. I want everyone to get everything they want out. Um, two first-round picks, possibly top ten. LRP thinks they may be top five. That's not – that could be debatable. Um, but either way, two top five, two top ten, is it too much? Oh, to, to give up both five picks for So, So, look, look, again, the overall assumption is that it's going to take both of them, and that's what the papers are writing. So – if we're going to go by the rumors and we are living in this land right now, it's going to take both of them. Is that okay with you? All right. See, I'm not going to answer it the way you want me to answer it because <laughs> here's my thing, right? If we're living in that world, right, right, that, that, then that means you can't just stop there and say, oh, yeah, I mean, it has to be those two picks. It's not. That's not what it is. It's not, oh, that's, it's two picks or, or it's them two picks or die. No, but what it really is is they, they probably and more likely 95% is going to ask for two first-round picks. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. But to sit there and say that it's going to have to be those two picks, no. Now, what I say is and what i always been saying, if you do two first-round picks, one of those picks this year one of those picks the following year, right? The first round the following year. I would do that for a Super Bowl winning MVP quarterback. I still have a top ten fucking first round pick in this year's draft, and I'm just giving up next year's fucking draft choice to me in my mind. I'm just giving up next year's draft choice, which I would have probably done to get a quarterback anyway. So, yes. In that aspect, two first-round picks is definitely worth it. Now, would I do those two first-round picks? No. No. But I don't think that's, mm. that's the case. Yeah, see, see, the interesting part about that is is you're not even think you're thinking Seattle's cool with getting a late-round pick because not only are they going to trade you their Super Bowl-winning MVP, they're going to trade it in the conference, and they're going to let you, and they're going to let you win. Because your assumption 
is that you're going to win with it. And if Seahawks think that you're going to win with that, your next year first-round pick is irrelevant if it's mid-20s, God forbid, 28, 29, 30, if, if Russell Wilson is that dude. Why would I trade you my dude for a late 20-some pick when I could keep him and still get that pick if he's still that good? That's a real question to me. Okay, well, to answer you is that you're getting a top 10 first-round draft choice this year. And then you're going to have two uh, first-round choices next year. And you're going to lose this quarterback anyway. So to get any compensation like that is golden. So, yeah, I believe they would. Mm. So they have a top ten pick this year. If they believe that they can win, but they can't, they'll probably have a top ten with Russell Wilson. So – I, I guess you're saying now they, they'll have a late-round pick if they trade him because they're going to – without him, they're having another top ten. So why would I gamble? I mean, you never know. You have to trust in your organization to make the right decisions, right? And, and, and to me, like, if you got a first-round draft choice in this year's draft and you just gave up your Super Bowl winning quarterback, I, to me, the obvious choice to me – I don't know how many times I'm being a top ten, being Seattle. I'm going to get my new future quarterback. So with trading off Russell Wilson and getting this pick from the New York Football Giants, I am able to get my future quarterback. So I'm I'm so, cool with that. You know with what I'm Russell saying? Wilson as you know, I got compensation right next year. I got compensation this year. I still yeah. got my picks this yeah. year. Yeah, man. It's a beautiful thing to me. I don't know so, who would say no to that, but okay. Yeah, they 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 have two. I believe they have two first round picks this year, don't they? Seattle, um, with the Jamal I'm not Adams sure. pick. They uh, do. And, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm 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 sure. I'm being facetious. I'm sorry. Uh, they have the Jamal Adams first round pick, which because of the Jets is also, I believe, a top five pick. Uh, and they have the uh, their first round pick, which is a top ten pick this year, uh, if they don't make the playoffs. Um, the way that they're looking. So a team that you just said with Russell Wilson, who has a top ten pick with him this year, losing him though they they are going to be better than top ten is the assumption. So I don't think that even if they have trust in their organization, if you are going to give away a Super Bowl winning MVP quarterback, you're not going to believe that you're going to be better than you were this year without him. So. Uh, again, I, I get what you're saying. It makes sense. You're going to give them another first-round top ten. They'll have three this year. And then with theirs next year without Russell, it'll be another top ten. Like, I, I get what you're saying. That organization will be a top ten pick without Russell until they get someone else. You replaced your whole mean. organization right there, right? I mean, you you, re, you remade your whole franchise with that. If you're starting over. Especially if you're going to lose this guy anyway. The, the, I, I guess yeah. If we're if we're if we're if we're in that land of him being gone, but if you're Seattle and you got two first rounds this year, and you, you know, you can it, it, that's where it gets interesting because do you believe in the quarterbacks this year? If not, why not run it back with Russ next year? The the, the dead cap for him after next year is going to be. You know, twenty-seven million is a thirteen million dollar debt cap or a forty million dollar cap hit going in. You know, this following year. So, again, Russell Wilson is the guy that I think 
everyone's going to be vying for once this season's over. The interesting thing is how many you have and what you're willing to give because there are other teams that are willing to give up players too. And a commodity such as a player I think goes a long way than a 50-50 shot in the draft. So we'll see who has the biggest one. But, Shake, uh, closing statement, sir, thank you so much. You are the man. Thanks, man. Um, you know, sometimes and shit, you know, well, a lot of times, I um, I joke a lot, and you know, I like I don't really take life too seriously. Um, I feel like you have to uh, just enjoy life and. Um, what you gotta enjoy the good with the bad, you know, and um always try to uh just make light of everything, you know, even even the bad things. Um But going through what I went through this weekend, um sometimes I, I, I get on these airways and I I, I speak from the heart. Because when I started this show, the main reason why I started the show and the main reason why I got on Big Blue Kickoff Live for y'all to hear my voice was exactly that, to have a voice and to uh, let people in into what I see of the world. And um, I think I did a very good job of that in these seven years. Um, I think people understand and know the type of uh, guy that I am and what I value in life. And um, one of the things that um, that I always ended off the first year saying was fam first. And I live that, I breathe it, you know. Um, that's me. So um, it's always fan first for me, and um, sometimes life hits you in a way that you are uh, you take it more seriously, right? And so, twenty twenty two. 2022, man. I promise. I guarantee it. My mom will see me succeed in life. This show will take off to higher levels. And I, I make a lot of declarations on this show about the sports and the Giants and, and, and everything else, and I call them out, though, you know what I mean? And it... And I hit the motherfucking home runs like Babe Ruth. Well, I'm doing it again. And I'm telling y'all right now that 2022 is my fucking year. And I'm telling y'all that it's our fucking year. That we are going to larger and higher levels. And we will get there or I will die trying. So, love your loved ones. And... Definitely 
most importantly, count your blessings. Every day you wake up is a blessing. Count them. I'm out. Um, blessings, sir. Uh, I'm going to go straight down the line. Hey, Rock, sir. Closing statement. Anything you'd like to say before we get out of here? Yeah, man. Uh, peace and blessings to everybody. Listen to the show today, man. Appreciate y'all. Great show again. Nacho. Nacho Average Tuesdays. Um, stay tuned for... We got Wednesday. Debate Wednesdays, man. We're black crazy. But, uh, let me take back off what, what Shake said, man. I mean, life does hit you. And when life hits you, man, you, you start seeing things totally different. Totally different. Because it happened to me three years ago. And life is totally different for me, man. You just got to get your shit in order. And take it day by day. Now shit's real. <laughs> you know? Shit become real after after it hits you. And I know exactly what he's talking about. But uh stay tuned, man. We're gonna have some bigger and better things coming for y'all, man. Promise that we're working on it. We're working on it. I mean with the women, especially the people who've been riding with us for all these years, man. We appreciate it. And we we hope that y'all keep riding with us. That's all I got. <clears throat> Sorry, I was on mute there. I was talking to the mute. You the chosen one? Chosen statement? Anything you'd like to say before we get out of here? Fantastic show as we always put on for the people, but I'm going to keep the narrative where it needs to be by letting people know. If you didn't understand what my first two brothers was talking about, then that means you never had crisis in your life. Crisis comes to everybody. It's not who it hits. It's how you respond to it. And I'm giving my my exact um, dedication to my brothers. No matter what's going on with you, Whatever time it is, or what's, what's happening, I'm here. I will always be here. I am my brother's keepers. Y'all know me. Y'all call on me whenever y'all need to, even when you don't need to. That's the relationship that we have. We have all had crisis. It has all been a maturation process. We have all become stronger because of it. It doesn't mean that we're not going to keep going through it. But we will get through it together as one, a family, a brotherhood, a friendship, through love. I love you, brothers. Hell of a show. Love you, Cho. Welcome to the team again and again and again. And um, it's family first here, brothers. And I know that. And um, can't wait for tomorrow to start yelling. That's what we do on Debate Wednesday. You the chosen one from the Bronx. Y'all know what time it is. And I'm out of here. Mm-hmm.
Thank you very much, sir. God bless you. Black Freezy, or is yours, sir? Closing statement, anything you'd like to say before we get out of here? Will, great show, family. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, man, you got to live, love, life, man, breathe. Smell the flowers, baby. You know what I'm saying? And the older you get, the more you appreciate by the millisecond. But, uh, yeah, everybody, y'all tune in tomorrow, Debate Wednesdays. You know what it is. Love is love once again, and you know, energy never dies. Peace. 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 Like crazy going, man. That's... Real quick off the top before I forget, and, and this isn't first and foremost, but, man, this has been an amazing football season. Um, as it wor- as it works from as it works from the top to the bottom, everybody's gotten a victory. Um, but there have been victories they had by underdogs, and underdogs is the thing of this year, man. Uh, whether or not uh, it was a team that was you know slated supposed to lose by 15 and came and won, or the team that was supposed to lose by one and a half and blew that team out. Uh, underdogs is a thing, and I, and I like to look at this show as an underdog and. 2021 was the year of the underdog of the NFL and the year of the podcast in 2021 or 2022 is going to be us. And I can't wait for it. And I'm so excited. And just like, you know, the shock and awe was those that there will be no shock and awe will be expected from all of us. And that's how, that's how much I love and adore every single thing and every single body on this. And look, man, there is a, there is a heavy heart. Uh, when anyone comes on here uh, going through the things that any one of us are going through at a certain time. And for each of us to, for two hours or three hours, put our heavy heart to the side. And for some of us have a heavy heart for our sports teams or whether it be basketball or football or baseball, whatever, uh, that love and interest won't go away. And I love that we can all, I was going to say congratulate, but I think the word is congregate here and talk and get our our venting out and, and, and our frustrations, whether it be with the team, the ownership, the refs, whatever. And that is the great thing that is a podcast. That is the great thing that is my friends. That is a great thing that is the love that we all have for each other, that we can sit here uh, and get loud and still text each other uh, the things that we do off air. So um, I love you guys. I love everyone that listens. Uh, if you took the opportunity out of your day and downloaded this and you've listened for the last 40 minutes um, recorded session because you didn't hear this live, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are the heartbeat of the show, and you are what makes makes us go every day. Whether you text us, whether you tweet us, whether you call us, whether you use that 914-205-5796 number, whether you tweet the show, whether you tweet us personally, thank you for all that. Like they said, we got big things coming. The future is bright for all of us. Um, a change is coming. And I'm going to leave everyone on that note with this tune I played a few weeks ago. I'm playing it again because we all need to realize that whether it's our football team or our life and the way we do things, a change is going to come for the better, and we are all going to be better off by the way we handle things. I love each and every one of you. Good night. And this is how I wound it.
Good night. God bless every one of you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.